0: What is hip-hop and happening, Super Show family? Welcome to the pr- most premier video game podcast on planet Earth, coming at you live from the country that was recently declared the hottest place on Earth. Actually hotter than the sun, if you look at the records, um, the UK. This is the Super Show podcast. I'm your host for this week, Jamie. I'm joined by uh, two men who survived the freakiest heatwave of all time, one of which, ironically, is the Greek freak himself, Chris J. Oh. Thank you. Have you have um, you never adopted that moniker?
1: I I don't know. I I tend to keep my my freakish nature uh, behind closed doors. So it's never really exposed. While I do expose myself, like I said, it's behind closed doors. Yes, and your and your memory is just the is cock and balls
2: like... hanging through the doors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it,
0: it, Chris, if you're the Greek freak, then this other guy he must be like the the British nonce, the British <laughs> the British. I, I'm 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 running out of nouns, Jonesy. I've got the adjective. Help me out. Yeah,
2: thanks for thanks for going oh, for nonce. Okay, okay fine. I'm going to retract the
0: nonce. How would you describe yourself? Let's say this was a dating video. You were putting mm. yourself out there. A Tinder pro. You uh, writing your Tinder profile right now. Well, he, he's a survivalist. Re- truly, he's a prepper. The British prepper. The British. Prepper.
2: Would that would that go? I think that would go down. I think women on Tinder really like a survivalist who stores cans of food in their bunker. I think they're into it. I'm, you know. Well, yeah. Some of course, people, you're, some... you're helping them survive in an apocalyptic situation. Of course, they're going to be into it. Tens are going to be throwing their pants at you through the post.
1: <laughs> wow. Exactly. Can, can, can I tell you something, though? If we ever had to put in, like, uh, dating profiles, it be like, oh, yeah, I run a gaming podcast with two of my colleagues. I'd be like, fuck off. Get out of <laughs> here with that shit. Go.
2: What do you mean if, if they said that? If we said it. Oh, well, so uh, what's the meme? She, he, he's a ten, but he runs a gaming podcast with his two mates.
0: Do you know what would be the cherry on top as well? If if they attach that picture from a kind of it, that one thing of like, oh, all three, every podcast is hosted yeah. by three dudes, and they all look like this, and it's of course it's us. <laughs> it's three. literally if, us. If Fuck that man. picture was attached, I'd probably slit right there and right then. Um, and that's not an <laughs> understatement. Anyway, uh, this is not um, a suicide prevention podcast. It's actually a gaming podcast. That means we talk about video games where and when we can. um, And we do so... Wherever you'd like to watch us or wherever you'd like to listen to us, that could be on YouTube, it could be on podcasting platforms of your choice like Spotify, iTunes, like Google Podcasts. And, of course, with everything we discuss, it's always an open forum, so get involved. I'm talking about the comment section on YouTube. I'm talking about social media on places like Twitter. Where you can find us at the handle at Pod. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, if it's a bit too new wave, a bit too avant-garde, then you can just listen to us on digital radio by heading over to paisleyradio.com you'll find us beamed out into the airwaves on Thursdays at 10, 10 p.m. It's repeated on Mondays. And I think between those two, three options, there's no shortage of ways to engage with the, if nothing else, the messiest video game podcast on Planet Earth. We can own that title, right? I, I Look, the personally, messiest. I
1: think it's the best. It's certainly the messiest, um, the most meandering, the funnest, um, the hottest, the hippest, the hippity-hoppest. But, you know, you'd think that with all those ways to... to Watch or listen, or whatever it is, that uh, you know, more people will kind of pick it up. So, consider yourself one of the special few if, if your eardrums are vibrating to what we are saying.
0: You've really kind of hyped us up a bit. We've got, we're now, ne- are we going to be able to live up to any of those words that you've just used? Um, <laughs> we will be able to listen up to the lack of viewership and listenership.
1: I mean, that's just a hundred percent like it's, it's downward trajectory from here. Like, as soon as you say it, even it's just. S- Steep slope, all the way. Exactly. Down. Do you know what? I've got an idea. You know,
0: one way we could reverse the trajectory that this podcast is on, if one of us goes and gets a QA job at a high-profile video game <laughs> studio, and then just started leaking footage from one of the most anticipated titles of the year, I think we might actually have some grounds for approval. All right, I'll be right back. Who who are you targeting? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm looking at Chris. I'm thinking. I think he's going straight for Blizzard, even though they don't really have much to much to leak nowadays. I oh, think
2: he's man. Still got to, yeah, those
1: allegiances if, run too deep. If ever I didn't want to be a QA for any company, it would be at Activision Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Imagine Chris working QA on Warcraft 3 Reforged. He's just writing an email like, yeah, it's broken. He gets about
1: like, yeah, we we know. No, Let's they'll be like, out. yeah, okay, um, why don't you come into the office so we could talk about it? And there's like five people from HR, and then they bend me over a table and fuck me. Like that's yeah. what happens at Blizzard, right? Like
0: that may well happen at Blizzard. It may well happen at other studios. But one thing that's clear: is no amount of HR but fucking is uh, installing any fear whatsoever into what I presume are the employees, or at least the contractors of one Naughty Dog studios. Because not only were they the leakiest chip on planet Earth two years ago <laughs> around the launch of the Last of Us Part Two, they you know it was it was the leak so nice they're doing it twice. <laughs> um, because The Last of Us Part 1 The slightly controversial remake Of the original Last of Us from 2013 Is due out in just a couple of months' time In September for the PlayStation 5 mm. And over the last couple of days um, a well, it's, What started as a trick of leaks Has turned into a full-on flood Of everything from gameplay clips To story vital cutscenes To pictures of the accessibility options And the control layouts And basically just everything you'd want to see From this game has arrived yeah. on the internet. I um, mean,
1: it's it's yeah. gushing as much as those those fine ladies that I was watching in the video just before this podcast.
0: Exactly, the legs are spread and the 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 news is gushing. Jonesy, you're raising your eyebrows, but you know it to be true. You are watching those videos as well. He was. you
2: know what? I wasn't. I wasn't watching those videos. I I ignored the gushings of uh of the Last of Us remake because um it was a bunch of buttholes being buttholes putting stuff
0: out there um trying to ruin stuff for people and... You're ruining it. You're ruining it. it. You joke, but Jonesy's... I was talking to him about this earlier. Jonesy's really angry about this. Say your piece, Jonesy. Okay, I'm... In general,
2: I think leaking, um, like, parts of uh game footage or leaking like you know a bit of a look of something or like control schemes and things i think is can be insightful and if people have access to stuff um or they have you know cheeky ways of getting content i don't think there's inherently anything wrong with that necessarily i think that is like tidbits of information that people leak out and when it's kind of um it's kind of like feeds into the hype train thing and it can be entertaining whatever it can keep you interested when it comes to those, I was, I was actually just scrolling through my Twitter. I was trying to find the actual tweet that I'd seen that really pissed me off this week. And it was effectively somebody who had wholesale uploaded the cutscene where Sarah dies um, in the Last of Us Part One, but it's the and it's the remake f- f- footage. So they've put out the entire scene, and I think the tweet that this this girl even put was like, "Corey, don't hate me," or "Corey Barlog, please, not Corey." Sorry, I was <laughs> Jesus Christ, Doctor Ruckman, don't hate me. Like a naughty Naughty Dog, don't ban me. Um, I'm sorry, but I had to put this up, and I was like, "No, you didn't. You did it for clout and for clicks. You've literally <laughs> infringed the copyright, stolen something from them." And you've, you've put up the most, probably um, one of the, the the most pivotal scene in the entire game. And one scene that people will definitely be looking out for when that game releases to see how different it looks, how how if it hits the same, you know, these this many years on. And they've tried to ruin it. I said to Jamie, it would be like someone taking the, the pivotal scene from film, TV, like, the you know, the best bar from a, a new rap song that comes out and putting it out and going, oh, please don't hate me. I just had to get it out there for the people. Like, no you are a, a little slave to clicks, a little cuck for likes and clout. <laughs> the click
1: and cuck. Yeah, you little click cuck. And okay, that's what so, you've done. So Jonesy, are you, are you upset with the actual leak or upset with the uh, reasoning behind the actual leakage?
2: I was, I was annoyed for the team at Naughty Dog who have put the time and the effort to remake this game for the fans uh, who were probably looking forward to that reveal happening when the game came out. And this person has like it's like they've walked into the studio, stolen whatever that those people working on. They were excited to put out there into the world, and they've just put it up because they're a dick. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't have a problem like leaking in general, no. leaking a bit of something. Look at the comparison between this and this. I don't mind that sort of stuff. Like, why did you take this scene? Well, it's because you wanted to be the one that people, because they, do you know why? Because they wanted some followers on their, on their Twitter and they wanted people and they wanted to put the little, the little thread to it going, wow, this one blew up, didn't it? Nah, they're a knobhead. <laughs>
0: See, I, I don't think. Jersey's necessarily Oh, wrong. buy
2: my merch. Oh, my friends put a book out on Audible. Buy it. No, uh, it's, shut it's, up.
0: It's, it's dildos. It's always dildos. Like pop-downs. dildos. Or like a was <laughs> lava lamp that glows the whole entire room. Like, or it will be. Um, oh,
2: life's really hard at the moment. Here's
0: my cash app.
2: Like, fuck here's off. here's
0: my coffee.
1: You can buy me a <laughs> coffee.
2: Coffee. Yeah.
1: Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit off. I, I'll tell you Chris, what. I didn't. I didn't realize we we're gonna get this early into the podcast with, by by having a feud. Um. <laughs> oh, this, are, you, are you gonna, are you gonna you f- going feud with well, Jamie? Uh, yeah. Jamie, you know, what, you start. You started. So to say, well, your uh, piece, go I, on. I was going What I was
0: actually <laughs> gonna say to you, Chris, was that when I was talking to Jonesy earlier, the argument I'm, I said to him that I would kind of get where he's coming from if this was Jonesy two years ago complaining about some of the spoilers that were leaked for the Last of Us Part Two when they were unbeknownst to anyone. Yeah. But sure. this is. This is a remake of a cutscene from a nine-year-old game that uses the exact same performance capture and the exact same voice capture. Jonesy's complaining that this person is leaking our knowledge no, but, or awareness but, but Jamie, of the ways don't in which the understand? visuals so improved.
1: Don't you understand? When they release the Blu-ray version of *The Godfather*, and yeah. someone showed, uh, put on Twitter, you know that scene of the horse head oh. in the bed. Like, how could they do that? I, it's yeah. it's ruined it for me. The scumbag. This, this is what Don Vito Corleone
0: looks like in 4K. Sorry, <laughs> sorry if you have to ban me, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> but no, that I I stand by it. It's a dick move. But there's a thing
2: I think I don't think you can i think it would be silly of me to come out and say oh they the, it was fine to do it for last of us part 2 to ruin like sections of that game but it's uh, sorry it's no, not no, fine it, for them to yeah, do it it's then, not but fine. it is fine for them to do it now i'm like no it's it if it's going to be if you shouldn't re- you shouldn't leak one of the most important scenes of a game but it's
1: like... A- <laughs>
2: No, because in this, in this instance, the, uh, I would say the difference is obviously is the quality of the visuals for the remake. That's the, that's the thing. Okay. With, but don't be... you think,
1: cause, cause, okay, let me, let me explain my kind of stance on all of this. Okay. First of all, it's an old game. It's all known quantities. It's kind of like the statute of limitations, Jonesy. It's over. Fucking get over yeah. it. Like, like, um, uh, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Okay. Like it's that <laughs> kind of fucking shit. Okay. You know about yep. it. It's a cutscene that happens at the start of the game. Fine. Fucking whatever. Now. Uh, inherently, leaks and any stuff like this is scumbag material, regardless of where it's coming from. But the stance that I take on it is, uh, and bear in mind what I'm saying in terms of these leaks has got nothing to do with this woman who's trying to get the clouds, because, you know, cloud chasing is also, I agree with you, scumbag territory. But I feel with a lot of these leaks, it's a very much a case of like, fellas, this is going to be a full-priced game, right? This is what you are getting, and it's kind of like shining a spotlight on that. So it's you. You could argue using fire with fire. I'm going to be spicy today. I don't give a shit. Okay. It's using fire with fighting fire with fire. Here are naughty dog saying that they are completely justified in charging what they're charging and doing what they're doing and releasing what they're releasing. And here is everyone else saying it's not necessary. It shouldn't be full price. Why are you doing it? Okay. Now, yes, there are arguments to say. Well, you know, now you can just have an easy way to have it on next-gen consoles. And it's nice to update it ever so slightly. No gameplay improvements, if the leaks are be believed and are true. Um, the visuals themselves do not seem updated or improved enough to justify any of that. So is it not a consumer watchdog for us mm. by saying, look at these fucking leaks, bro. The only thing that fucking changed is the, the um, what is it, the upgrade desk? whatever it is that they fucking call it, I can't remember that they've the thing. Yeah,
0: they've, they've used that exact same setup from, oh, the
1: oversaw of the thing from yeah, The Last of yeah. Us Part 2, where but, you see the hands doing some very yeah. ASMR taping. Yeah, story. exactly. But, but like, to to your point, Jamie, and saying, uh, with The Last of Us Part mm. 2, it, that's it, a completely different ball game. Like, regardless of what you want to say about, like, how shit it was, what they, what they did with regards to that story, or how well, sure. depending on which angle you want to take. Um, but it's a scumbag move because it is an unknown quantity and it is spoiling something. Right? Okay. Whereas but th- I would
2: see I would think this is still spoiling something.
1: How? How is it spoiling anything?
2: Because I see you, I think your point's completely valid, like when you said that oh the argument could be you're showing... You want to show people, you know, this is what it's going to be when you get it, so be warned. So, for example, uh, the Gra- Grand Theft Auto trilogy, um, remake yeah. was a good example, right? You went, hey, look at these Play-Doh <clears throat> people. This is what you're getting into if you if you spend full price on this game. But you can show any portion of the game to show that and illustrate your point. Okay, they could but, have taken. They could have taken so many other cutscenes. They the why did they choose that cutscene? It wasn't to show people this is what you're getting. It was specifically to say to, because they knew they would get clicks because of Jonesy, what scene they were showing. But it's
1: inconsequential cutscene. Yeah, it's not if, inconsequential. If, if the, the only way that your argument would hold up is like if they showed off the um the the cutscene at the end of the game.
2: Like it's at the start. It's not spoiling anything. No, it's not, it's not spoiling the story. It's spoiling, the, what, it's spoiling what they've done in their remake of the game and how it looks and the visuals. And they've taken a whole scene that is a pivotal scene in the game that people are... It's literally the scene that when people boot that game up, if they buy it and put it in, yeah. that's the main, like, a scene that they're looking for to, like... Look at the remake and go. How okay? How does this look? How does it compare? Does that does the emotional aspect of that hit as hard as it did back in the day? And someone's gone. I'm going to get all the clout for that by putting the scene out on my Twitter. So that I, 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 that's, I, why, I, they I, that's why they did it. That's why they put it out there. I, why I, did they put it out there? I, I, why look, did they put it out? Why did they upload
1: it? Why is it on Twitter? I, I agreed with you about the clout chasing being like a complete scumbag, but like nothing about what was chosen. Like it's got, it's inconsequential. Then why did they choose that scene? Because they wanted to, so you think it was random, it was arbitrary? No, it's not random. Is they chose that for sure? It's, the, it, it's, 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 not, it's not like they put like a fucking RNG on on the, on on Google and Google said, yeah, spit out this fucking oh, yeah. thing. One, like, if
0: if I, one thing I will say is, if you were going into, if you were launching that game to capture some material for the purpose of leaking it, you captured it at you, the beginning. That's like the the first things you're going to capture are the very short life and death of that character. Like that's you've got. You've got a whole like fifteen minute sequence that you could have
2: captured loads of stuff from. Yeah, in that section.
0: When, when you're pl- when you're playing as Sarah and like can't walk
1: around or walk yeah, around or, 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 or if around you're in the car anything. with the car chase, I'd say probably you like I, I don't even believe it. But if you if I want to take your stance, I'd say it's probably a lot more damaging and a lot more kind of like cloud chase-y to take the scene where all the shits happening and they're in the car and they're trying to escape and Sarah's at the back and they're all freaking out and shit because that's more nope more um <laughs> nope it, it's more it's more representative of any kind of graphical fidelity upgrade that they would have done than just say joel holding his daughter while that's he fucking dies. But, but that's like, what
2: i'm saying that's that's what i'm saying that's not why they've done it if the point was to show like you were saying the quality of the game and why, and you know, what you're going to get if you buy this, which was your argument, I'm saying that's not why they did it. And you're agreeing with me. You're saying they didn't choose a scene for, to show this is what you're getting. They chose an emotionally, a pivotal scene, no, I'm, emotional I'm not, scene. I'm not agreeing for with Clou- that at all.
1: I'm saying they just chose a portion of the game that they wanted to show. Like, I don't think there's much thought behind it. I tell you what, so what
2: as, like, as an editor, as someone who like, you know, has made creative stuff in the past, if someone had taken something I'd done that I was really proud of and then put it out, and it doesn't matter if it was like a, something that, oh, people have seen this before or seen that before. If they took it from me and put it out there before
1: I wanted people to see it, before I was ready to, I'd be annoyed. Yeah, but that, that's, that's to the point that I said at the beginning, which prefaced all of this, is that leaks inherently are scumbag things to do. Because of that exact point, point. and Naughty Dog but would I think, be annoyed if anything had leaked, let alone yeah. cuts that cutscene. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah,
2: but I do. I think leaks have their place, though. Like I do think you can. I do think leaks can fit into.
1: Mate, th- like, this this is a consumer service showing us these well, fucking leaks.
0: That's a, yeah, that's what I want to pick up on, Jonesy, because that's the something of an acknowledgement that you would get where Chris is coming from when he uh, characterizes some of these leaks as well almost a consumer watchdog thing, where you are seeing parts of this game that haven't been shown. Uh, in, at least in this openly or presented in such a way up to this point. And now consumers are almost getting a head start on what we presume will eventually be made up by marketing and maybe a state of play or something like that and getting an opportunity to sort of make purchasing decisions for themselves. I mean, that, I feel like there's there's two fronts I want to come at that from. One is, do you think that's fair because two months is still a lot of time to market a game? And like, I think to try and suggest that like Naughty Dog have been, disingenuous or haven't shown something just because like someone's beaten to the punch on releasing uncut gameplay. Oh, they've never done that before. Oh, yeah, but that was for a very specific reason. Those were very specific story reasons that I think um, benefited the (laughs) game. But, like, you look at The Last of Us Part 2, they eventually got to the point where they're like, here's a state of play with 15 minutes of uh, uncut gameplay. That could have been scheduled for two weeks' time, or a week's time, for all we know, at the time of recording. In which case... Yes, it's a consumer watchdog but thing, but just because you got there first, it doesn't mean they weren't going to do it. So get, painting them with a bad brush, like, almost maybe seems unfair. And then the other thing I do also want to ask you about, Jonesy, is do you agree where Chris is coming from when it comes to his very um, pointed and heated remarks with regards to the nature of and the quality of this particular remake? Um I I think
2: the the consumer watchdog side of it I think is completely valid, especially when it comes to leaks, because we've seen in the past companies release footage, very cherry picked footage and scenes and things to put their best foot forward and to say this is how it's going to feel. Like for you can talk yep. about like Cyberpunk for example with frame rate issues, very carefully picking sections of the game with like driving sections where they weren't getting frame rate dips and they weren't getting things like that. And so if you'd have had leaks to show. Um, you know, T posing and frame rate issues and all sorts. I completely, I'm on Chris is, at, Chris is right, and I would agree with him. But I think though you would pick technically um, important, like Chris said, there are scenes in that first sort of 15 minutes that would be much more technically valuable to show off the re. And I'm with I'm with you when it comes to those sorts of leaks to say, look, this game's not good enough or looks as a full price title. I think taking a scene though that's that doesn't none of that applies to. Because you want people to watch your, you click on your Twitter. I is think
1: Sorry, Chris. I was I was going to say Jonesy, but like let's let's forget about this random. I was yeah, yeah, say, that's, like, that's user thing. and look the, at the actual okay. leaks that the, happened. The, yeah, this because Twitter all of that was very representative of the game as a whole. And all It's yeah. like this is what's changed. This is what's not changed. This is what it looks like. That was yeah. very much what the presentation of those leaks were. The, 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 from that aspect. It seems a lot
2: more. Remaster than remake, which I'm surprised at. I thought it would seem a lot more like ground up. And I, I thought that, yeah. And, and some of this, I even saw people sort of saying, like, look, just looking at the control scheme and not having, is it a, a, a dodge there's, and duck or something? And there's, they were like, this yeah, ruined my day.
0: There's no <laughs> like, dodge and there's no prone, which were obviously prone. two of the um, traversal elements that were introduced in Last of Us Part 2 and people thought might get retroactively introduced here.
1: But it makes sense, which, though, right? If, if the if the level design wasn't made for that in mind, like, yeah, why add it? it yeah, you, you could add it, but there would but be then, zero benefit.
0: Yeah, but then it also ties back into kind of like what Jonesy was saying, which is, you think, again, people thought, well, okay, if this is a ground-up remake and you know you're adding prone this time, then all of a sudden cars are, like, one or two feet off the ground and have physical space under them. Or maybe, and, like, if there's a bed in the game, like, even if it serves no purpose, like maybe you start to anyway but i'll let you i'll let you continue because i'm gonna i think i'm gonna be the one that um stokes the flames here What? Is, so yeah no my I,
2: I was surprised and it's even a lot of the graphical things i've seen i i thought like genuinely there have been some still images where i'm i if i don't look at what version it's from <laughs> i couldn't necessarily tell you if it's from the original or if it's from sorry okay. from the remaster or from the remake and yeah. i'm like okay, uh, interesting. I'm like, is this going to be worth it? I think, on the whole, what I've seen, though, doesn't worry me that much. I still think that you're going to notice in some pivotal moments in the game, I think you will notice a big difference. But... I, there remains to be seen. Like there's certain elements, like sort of like draw distance and stuff like that. And in the you know when I originally played it, and you, it looks very muddy, and you know the draw distances aren't very good. And it's like oh, they use like fog, or you know you can't it, see stuff as didn't well. Didn't you think I'm that this, this
1: new footage looked just as muddy as the uh, not not the original original, but the the re- actual remaster? I th- the,
2: I've, most of what I've seen is still images, and so I would say it's quite it's hard to tell because I need to see it in motion. I I I'd agree with you in the sense of a lot of the stills don't look different enough, but we know that a still to to yeah. motion can yeah. make a big difference, sure. um, and so I I feel like I need to see more of that. But yeah, I I am a little bit like I don't know in my brain. ever as soon as I hear like ground up remake, I always think Demon Souls now, and what an amazing
1: job they did with that. Yeah, they set and the so bar. It's, the sure.
2: bar's is super high, um, and maybe
1: they haven't quite. You know, but they, they they always they always said that like they're using the same motion capture, they're using the same. Um, sound effects they're using the same like xyz yeah like from the stuff that they communicated it was like if you thought it was a ground ground up remake like i think you're just mistaken
2: no because you could like we said before you can use all of those uh those source elements and still have a ground up remake i I don't Um, i don't think that one negates the other like motion capture like it doesn't have to be... You don't have to redo the motion. Yeah, like no, no, I, I guess you're Getting right. out of like, chair doesn't I, have to be... Um, yeah. You have to redo it, and the guy has to do it in a different way. I guess you're, you're right. Oh, it needs to look different, so I'm going to get out of the chair I, honestly, in a funky way. I I think think because on Demon us,
1: Souls, they use the same like movement for all the weapons, essentially. So you're, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. Also, I think with The Last of Us, people
0: <laughs> would be annoyed if they did redo too much, especially when it came to <laughs> performance elements. I think if that stuff was redone in some way, you'd open up Pandora's box of people going... Yeah, it's just a shame Troy Baker's performance was worse than it was the first time. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still, I'm still hopeful. Like, I, and I can understand why people are concerned because of what we've had in uh, recent history. Um, got,
1: go, okay, go on, Jamie. Go so on, that's you,
2: the thing. I, I wanted
0: don't... to, ra- I wanted to wrap it up and move it along, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to stoke the flames and say, "No, bro, we're <laughs> in this." I am. I am. If 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 the information that the leaker has revealed with regards to the lack of significant gameplay improvements and changes is as accurate um, as they make it out to be, and indeed like some of the things we talked about, like what the, with the control scheme suggesting there's no dodge and no prone and stuff like that, but, yeah, it could well be the case. Um, but I still think that this is a bona fide ground up remake. I think visually, I think they have done as equally as impressive a job as Blue Point did with Dark Souls, just working with a more yep, just work this I told you I'd come in hot. Oh. Working but but they're working it, with you, a more, you're just wrong. Working with a more recent source material and this is the point and like I'm not they could call the shots fired. I don't care what you think, Jonesy. I think if you come on a podcast like this and say that you looked side by side and couldn't tell the difference then I think you are either, like, there are severe, like, visual deficiencies, like there's something, there's an ocular (laughs) problem, or you're being disingenuous for the sake of entertainment.
1: No, 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 I'm going to defend Jonesy here because if he's talking, like he said, with the still images, uh, I'm on board with him. It's hard to see. You can notice a lot more with the video stuff, obviously. Um, Video, yeah, video is is a lot more obvious. But no,
2: some of the still images, Jamie, I'd say... Um, I'm not, and I'm not being disingenuous. I'd say when you, when you literally get, and it is admittedly, it's like, you know, quite a close up shot of one, of one thing, the other, you can see like there's differences, but sometimes it's almost like a, um, it's more like the choices they've made around to make it look more realistic. They've actually done stuff with the lighting, which actually makes it look like less contrasty, mm. less color, like less saturated. And you're like, oh, okay. It looks better in the sense of it looks more natural. It looks, the lighting is better, but it does make it look, I could see why you would say, oh, "Okay, yeah. it's not as it's not an improvement necessarily."
0: I, about I, I,
1: I think I look at that stuff and I think, yeah, I can see differences, but I don't know which one looks better. Like that's I the mean, fit, that's the thing. Yeah. I,
0: I, it's not a thing we can do on the podcast, but I'm desperate to sit down with you afterwards and like I, and send you the two screenshots side by side, and you would sit here in front of me and tell me you can't see the difference. I want to do no, that. no, no. No, you, obvi-
2: no, I'm not saying there's no
0: difference. Yeah. There's a lot of differences. Well, you but can't say which one's the more better. recent one. or can't tell. We, can't tell me which one you think is better. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's all of the screenshots. I'm saying like there's just been a
2: couple where I think, and it's the ones that people have kind of pointed out and gone, oh, which one's like, the ream, which one's this. Re-? And I think there are some examples where I would agree and I would say, like, yeah, I, I couldn't I, tell I, okay. which one's necessarily yeah. better.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Maybe it was uh, unfair <laughs> to suggest that like people who are in that mind space are like, a lie <laughs> for or effect. <laughs> which is the used. Actually, now but you say it, it, when I, I looked at them, I didn't have my act. glasses
2: off. I was looking at them but like, like this, and
0: I was like, I I've and- I've said this a bunch of different times over the years, and it's always my get out of jail free card. But I would uh, like I'd recommend anyone who's remotely interested in sort of the technical work that's gone into this to go and watch the digital foundry comparison from the first trailer they did. So the trailer that was revealed at Summer Game Fest. Um, and what was interesting about that and what um actually hurt the kind of the initial impression that the last was part one made was that a lot of the shots they used for the trailer in fact like ninety to ninety five percent of the shots they used for that trailer were cutscenes in the original game and they looked quite yep. similar because every single one of them had been built from the ground up in real time now on The on the Last of Us Part 2. Ah, right. Like, every single cutscene from the original <laughs> game, every pre-rendered, every single cutscene in The Last of Us was pre-rendered, same with The Last of Us remastered. It is now in real time and it still looks better than the pre-rendered remastered. And again, like, there's an element that I have to put my hands up and say if you need some fucking pixel-peeping nerd in America <laughs> to tell you one technically is better than the other, then maybe they have a good enough job. Like, if something needs a magnifying <laughs> glass, then maybe it's not up to snuff. But for me... It was it was strange because I was sat there yesterday before the gameplay footage leaked when just the some of the screenshots leaked and people started finding the original frames from the game and putting the side by side. I looked at some of those side by side comparisons and said, wow, they have like this is this has floored me. And it felt like I went to sleep and eight hours later I woke up and not only was the Internet on fire, but I had uh, I was in like a pool of one percent of the public. (laughs) <laughs> so it was just a weird... I mean, weird, weird
2: you were in the minority of people saying that you were
0: amazed yeah, by how good I, literally I literally, I, 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 like, I closed the tab thinking they have knocked this out of the pot. This is stunning. Wow. And then I so, woke uh, back up who, and...
1: who needs to have a, an ocular check then? <laughs>
0: um, hmm. 1%
2: Jamie or nine percent of the population? 1% Jamie? <laughs> I, so I will. Say, I will say one of the, the worst ways to view it, and this is the way that me and a lot of other people have viewed it: is a small image on your phone on Twitter with a side by side. Yeah, of course, not, Toby. not. And it's yeah, a Twitter, Twitter image, compression, and it, fellas. Like that is yeah, big, and, it, and it's not it a good is. way to view it. And when when you get to when you get to view in the game as intended, like and you're playing it, it will be completely different. Like it will be a ma- a completely different experience. And if you literally had two machines set up side by side, PS4, PS5, and you had two different monitors. You would probably look at one and the other and be like, "Yeah, these are these are worlds apart." But I, and, but I do think it. I think the problem is as well is that you, you these days we expect like the jumps in graphical fidelity and stuff to be just as big as they've been in the past, but they're not going to be because as we get better and better and better, yeah. Like imagine, imagine remaking although, the
1: play, although, although Last Jones- of
2: Us Two on the PlayStation Six, like the the distance is going to be even smaller, and you're going to be like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, at but all. hold on, Jonesy, because
1: but, like you say that, but then like. <laughs> So th- I think one of the main issues here is that the game has already been remastered. So this is a remaster part two, okay? A remake of, of a
0: remaster, I think. A remake yeah, of a remaster, whatever you want to fucking
1: call it. But if you say like Diminishing Returns or like you're not going to see much difference, like what console did the original Last of Us come out on? PlayStation 3. Okay, what console did the original Demon Souls come out on? PlayStation 3. Okay. Uh, the remake, uh, the the remaster, uh, remake of Demon's Soul... What console did that come come out on? PlayStation Five. Um? Yeah, no, you're Five. right. Okay. Yeah, you play so PlayStation Five. So it's not an excuse, but I think that the problem here is, um, obviously, different studios, different uh, sensibilities when it comes to graphical fidelity. Fine, granted, but I think the the issue here is we've already had that that stopgap, that middle, that middle ground. Right. And yeah. and a lot of people are saying. First of all, questioning why this had to happen to begin with, and fine, you can always kind of come up with an excuse for why it needs to happen, accessibility, this, that, the other, oh, we can do X, Y, Z, fine. And then the other side of it is, where does the monetary factor come in? Why is this a full-priced game? Yeah, and I suppose that is. And Jamie, where do you come down on that? Because obviously, you're kind of up (laughs) for uh, Last of Us Part 1, but where'd you come down on the pricing on it?
0: I think it's a super hard thing, like to 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 come down on, because I think that across like the Sony Digital Arts team or whatever it was, and then later Naughty Dog and some of Sony Bend and stuff like that. I I for me when I look at the screenshots, I can see the fact that a lot, you know, no doubt hundreds of extremely talented people worked on this for the exact same amount of time that they probably would have worked on any other you know comparably sized AAA game with some obviously exceptions and some comparisons and some shortcuts it, it was, it's just one take. dude
1: it is jeff in the closet yeah
0: naughty Dog jeff just uh, <laughs> just coding away um, he, he,
1: you know he was is he doing some sexual harassment this is his yeah. punishment like, <laughs> no you're going to sit you're going to sit in there jeff and you're going to make this
0: hang game on, chris if that was the punishment for sexual harassment the ubisoft would be making good games so let's not go that far <laughs> fair enough I guess we'll get
1: from um, Ubisoft later. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, Ubisoft's Jeff has been slacking in his closet. Um So yeah, I guess it's one of those things where like there's a there's a part of me that's kind of like the looks at the the work in sort of like uh the the, the looks at the factory and is like the footprint, the development footprint of this game justifies a high price. But at the exact same time, like I totally get where people are coming from. Like they they don't want to buy the same game, the same story for the third time in nine years for £70 yes. because it's a me, graphical improvement. Yeah. I totally get that. And, l- but l- then it kind of comes back to that really corny inset thing of like, don't buy it. And if you think it should be cheaper, like I know this is a bummer, this is a really stupid thing to say, but it, it will be um, eventually. Like I know That's a horrible it, it, argument. It, but, it will be yeah. what? Sorry. Cheaper. Oh. Eventually. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. But... <sighs> Okay. Like, hey, the Steam Deck was too expensive for me. Do you know what I didn't do? Buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I guess the Steam Deck doesn't doesn't um, the, the Steam Deck actually quite opposite doesn't show off the um scumbag sensibilities that the industry can lean towards in terms of rehashing work for no. the third time in a row and offering a full price. Whereas the, no, the Steam Deck I, is like, hey, here's a quality price proposition I, for consumers. I,
0: don't, I I don't I don't think it's fair to suggest that taking one of the most critically accla- acclaimed games of all time and say we want to do an honest to goodness ground up remake for a new generation and like have it there in posterity for a new wave of players I don't think it's fair to suggest that's a scumbag move like the words, no, it's not a scumbag end. move.
1: The scumbag move is the, the price that they're asking for it.
2: Is it? It's entirely possible that I, I you know, I'd have to look at the numbers um, to know. But it could well be that because it's a remake, because it was um, the remaster only came out in two thousand and four, and they know a lot of people won't or not as many people would pick it up as a full price title. I guess there's also the possibility that in order to justify it financially, they need to put the price higher than
1: maybe they would
2: because of the fewer units they'll ship. Mm. Pot- potentially i mean i but that's I kind of like that's like kind of pricing.
1: like that's getting into like supply and demand territory where you could say like if it was priced lower it would sell more or you could no, sell it maybe higher it because you're because you're thinking it's gonna sell less. yeah but like jamie said for one of the like the most critically acclaimed games like if it was if it was thirty dollars you say don't like that's almost like i'll take a punt kind of territory whether you're interested or not like i don't like this this is the whole <laughs> thing about the situation which is fucking annoying to me. It's like I said, I can see the reasons why you might want to make a rem- uh, rem- remake of a remaster okay, for next-gen consoles. I completely get it, especially if you want to add in accessibility features or if you want to kind of like utilize the engine that you've spent fucking millions of dollars in R&D for. I, I totally get it. What I don't get is the price point for this. Like, if If it came to me as like a $35 game, I'd be like, yeah. Fucking let's go for I, it. Let's go. Let's go all, all day long. Like, the thing is, there are so many games with so many talented teams of individuals around them that are amazing games in their own right. Okay. And that could be industry standards. And they go for a lot less. Like, uh, today I watched the fucking documentary on how Cuphead was made. Like, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that go into Cuphead and the actual, like, but, but now we're going into like a really murky territory of going like one one development versus another development. But yeah. I think in 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 this, it's always going to be sticky. But this, I I cannot I, ever I, I, in good but, conscience say that this was ever a, a a decent thing to have done at this price point. I, mean, I ever.
0: But again I I think like we've got to be careful with the terminology. Where I just don't like I I think the price point they've set is representative of how they see the product that they've made, which I think in turn is based on who's worked on it and how long for and how long they've spent on it. I genuinely believe that Sony, for better or for worse, think this is a brand new AAA PS5 title. And I know we're sitting so, so here you, calling you, it a remake tell, of Remastered. you're remaster. telling me
1: that they, need to, they are thinking of it in the same calibre as Red Dead Redemption 2 or The Last of Us Part Two. Well, that, I a, think, I don't The work know. that they've done and they've put into it is e- equatable to those two pieces of work that I, the,
0: that's the, the value proposition for the end user i think that i, I not can't comment on red day because i don't think they compare it to a game they haven't made but clearly they think their value proposition is the same because they've charged the same
2: they're wrong but that's that's also i don't think the problem i think one of the problems is though is that the, the cap of game pricing is almost artificial in the same as well like so they they can't put it any more than what the sixty nine ninety nine or whatever it's gonna be. So maybe the problem is games and for a long time they were artificially the price was lower than it should have been because they were worried people wouldn't buy them. And so one of the problems you've probably got now is that's maybe the, maybe the full price game is a realistic uh, amount of money to price this remake as and maybe a new PlayStation 5 game that comes out is actually slightly unrealistic and for and you know when you look across the board whilst yeah you get some games that absolutely bang and make billions some will really struggle to make any money and so it might be a thing across the board. Naturally, actually, this game is priced correctly. Like, oh, it would, you'd have to look more into how much, what the profit margins are across the industry, across the developers um, and publishers, and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's such a complicated topic, right? Realistically, I know we can look like, at yeah, an yeah. arbitrary value yeah. and go, this should have been thirty five ninety nine, But. I'm sure they did a shit ton of like testing and, and like, you know, trying to figure out where it should be and how much it's cost them. Like, I, I think maybe some, I, I've done it as well loads of times. I think it's quite easy to arbitrarily pull, pull a number out of your ass and go, it should have been 40
0: quid. Whereas
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> easy for us to say. And, anyway and, and, and
0: again, our, the, <laughs> the route you take as a consumer when the price isn't in line with what you think the value of the good is, is is, uh, is, a, is, is something we do every day. Yeah, yeah. you just don't buy it. Um, yeah, regrettably. And the and the bummer of course is it's like when it's something you think you want uh, and it's priced unfairly, that sucks. Um
1: But like you said, if if that is the case,
2: you just wait. And yeah, and what's funny is Jamie yeah. said just wait and it makes a really good point because it's a remake You've played the game before, probably, in which case you don't feel like you need to grab it day one to like experience that that story.
0: That is one thing I will say, is that you can't simultaneously complain that this is one, like the differences between this and the remake are hard to perceive, and two, too expensive. Because if you think they're hard to perceive, play the game you already own, motherfuckers, and stop complaining about how expensive (laughs) the new one is. Because it sounds like you don't want it. It it also sounds like you're going to get exactly the same out of it. So yeah exactly well we will find out exactly that in uh well less than two months time when the game releases and even if none of us played it um if the last 24 hours is anything else to go by there'll be plenty of people online talking about it we can just talk about what they've been talking about and then we've got a podcast topic. again so it'll <laughs> still,
1: still sell like gangbusters and it's oh, yeah. just going to be just going to be us up as poor fucking sad acts just sat here going oh, my, my games yeah and it, and
0: then will sit there not playing it for like 11 months. Then Jonesy will randomly come on the podcast and say, oh yeah, I just bought The Last of Us Part 1 on a whim. And in the week after that, top news story, Last of Us Part 1 comes to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. <laughs> Every time. Because that's the way the world works. Yep. <laughs> Do you know how the world works? How it's it's like um, uh, what goes around comes around. I think is the expression. And okay. if what goes around is a comment you leave on social media, then what comes around is the opportunity for that comment to become the comment of the week. And we have one this week from oh. our from our very own Jepsy. Have I said that right? I'm reading the letter. I'd say Gypsy. yeah. yeah it's like little, Pepsi little with a DJ. monkey avatar. DJ Pepsi Jepsy. Uh, And Jepsy chimes into the conversation that Jonesy and I had a little bit of uh, last week around the Steam Deck and the potential for (coughs) one of us to soon become an owner of said Steam Deck. Jepsy said, got the Switch OLED and used it religiously, got the Steam Deck back in March and haven't touched my Switch since. I've definitely got my money's worth, just tinkering tinkering with it and playing through my backlog. Having a one-year-old kid, I can't game without the sleep mode. I absolutely love it. If you appreciate your Switch and love PC gaming, I bet you won't regret getting it for a second, Jamie. It's worth mentioning the SD card performance should be almost indistinguishable from the SSD performance. Um, Braggers asked Val how they did. And uh, so the 512 gigabyte version might be overkill. I got the 512 gigabyte version and treasure it, although. Um, and also yellow, which is a shout out to Gen Z's Lighting. Um, yeah, thanks. As it turns out, jepsy it wasn't just the 512 gigabyte version of the uh, <laughs> Steam Deck that was overkill. It was any version of the Steam Deck whatsoever because I didn't buy it, lads. <laughs> um, I didn't pull the yes, trigger. No, you, you, you messaged it,
1: and I just said, "Just fucking jump Could,
0: in." If if either of you had been in that spot, got that email at that same time, and you had your slot, would either of you to have pulled the trigger last week?
1: If not, I had the money to for, pay it, I would have.
0: I wouldn't have for that
2: price. It's, it's too much for what it is. I think. Yeah, it's, it's not too much. What it is, but what
1: I mean is, it's too much for me for what it is.
0: Did I, you? I did you about it.
1: So, when you got the invitation, did it ever give you the option to kind of say, like, if you don't want this grade, yeah, here's, here's the one down. No, because it's literally. It was like that. Was like this one's you, built for you if you want it. Yeah,
0: you've pre-ordered
1: this, and if you don't give us
0: like five hundred and something pounds before <laughs> this, like a this time, it literally is. <laughs> Although it was a reverse ransom because I went to sleep, didn't do it, and I woke up in the morning. It's like, hey, here's your five pound refund. I forgot that I put money down oh. as a deposit. Um. So yeah. Uh, Talking about what goes around comes around. You're looking at a man who is five pounds richer. Which wow. now, if you mean, <laughs> think about it, the last of Us part one actually cost sixty five pounds. Um, Bargain. No, uh, Interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm 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 digging a lot of what
1: Jepsy's saying, and the, the, sleep, Switch... the sleep mode is a, is a really good kind of point on that actually, and it's something yeah. that I funny enough I just never kind of considered. But yeah, that's totally that would be actually awesome.
0: Even bro, Eli, even our Steam libraries, right? Like we talk about somehow sometimes how the switch uh catalog of games even if you include third parties can be a little bit like eh. and like there was a point the other day where i was playing um power simulator because of this went 1.0 lately or arrived on game pass getting a bit of hubbub uh skill yeah. up made a video for some reason um and i was like oh if i had a steam deck i could just keep playing power simulator <laughs> And that would be rad. But imagine, alas.
2: imagine yeah. you'd spent that much money to play power simulator. Bro, I
0: spent four times that on a PC and I play power simulator. Like that's No, that's really... you know like, you know what I mean. Like
2: that's specifically for game for playing games I, on, you know.
1: Just, as, as an aside, and this is not gonna mean anything to anyone except for you you two, but the, the person who should get one of these is, is John Babb. Yeah, true. Because he's what? he's got an he's got an aging laptop. He needs to get like oh. um an improvement and actually this would probably be perfect for him as, as
2: got- a I think we've said before as a way into PC gaming if you don't have a uh, if you haven't got like a very good PC or a laptop or whatever I think this is a great prospect and for for the good value know, for proposition for quarters, the consumer Jonesy it, it is a good value proposition but if you've already got a PC that will run whatever game you want to play then it becomes a little bit more questionable For me. like personally it becomes more of a I reckon Yeah,
1: I, that that's fair I reckon if Jamie didn't live in a one bedroom dungeon then um, you know yeah good you know, but seeing as, like, <laughs> I remember when you put it's like, yeah, I go from my, my couch I take two steps, I'm in my bed. And I was like, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's so people who don't know, that black thing there, my finger is touching. That's the headboard of my bed. Um, <laughs> and right now I'm sat at my computer and my PlayStation 5 and my Xbox are three or four feet in that direction. I thought
2: the bed was that way.
0: No, the bed's in that. So that's like the back end of the room. And you can see the roof slides down. That's the V-Lux window I have above my bed. So that's where I get my cool air. That's where the magic happens. There's a bathroom right here. (laughs) So it's it's like a nice self-contained unit. The other other thing about living in a self-contained attic, though, is that, as I hinted at the top of the podcast, the last week was extremely hot because, (laughs) as I mentioned earlier, the UK was officially certified as the hottest place Ever in the history of all recorded temperatures anywhere on planet Earth, including the sun, uh, we reached, uh, I think it was 57 degrees Celsius. Um, Felt like it.
1: Yeah. No. no. Um, it no was, I'm, I'm 40, joking. 40.3 was yeah. the maximum, I think, that was exactly.
0: The UK had a heat wave. Which is like, yeah. We, yeah, we broke, four, we broke 40 for the first time in the country's history. The previous record was, I think, in, in the 38s. Um, So it was hot here, and before anyone goes on a snarky rampage about how it's actually 42 in Texas right now and you walked out in a pair of jeans and cowboy boots, we don't have the infrastructure, okay? This country is not fit for 40-degree weather, (laughs) which actually becomes particularly interesting when you consider a warning that Valve actually (laughs) had to put out about the Steam Deck, seeing as we're on the topic, which is that the Steam Deck, quote, performs at its best in ambient temperatures between 0 and 35 degrees C if the temperature gets higher than this, Steam Deck may start to throttle performance to protect itself. So for as much yeah. as people around the world take the piss out of us guys, if we had played our Steam Decks outdoors, should we have owned one, uh, this past week, they would have actually began to It would to have melted in your hands. It's like 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 hot cum in your hands. Exactly. Oh, either it's either, like either hot cum, or just power simulators running at like 11 frames a second. And I don't know which Damn. one's
1: worse. I, I think it's it's worth mentioning, just as an aside, that, it, that the inverse is true of the UK is that it's not just that we're not set up for hot weather. It's we're set up for cold weather. All the houses have like mad insulation to keep
2: heat inside. Yeah, no, but that's the opposite. That also works the opposite for, for when it's hot. It keeps the house cold no but it, well, it, keeps it, it keeps it keeps the it house does. Co-
0: it keeps the house cold until it gets hot and then it keeps the house hot and then it is, keeps the house hot which is why one of the strangest days i think for, i don't know about you guys was the day after the heat wave ended where apparently it's like in the 20s again but there are still some pockets of my house that were like why does this feel like a sauna and it's because there's nowhere for the heat to go <laughs> yeah my shower for example was like a weird cubicle of heat
1: well listen yeah. i i couldn't i couldn't work in my house because it's it gets the sun all day long and it's destroys everything like Mm. um so i went and worked in my in-law's house they have a nice little garden and at one stage this was on the tuesday the hottest day i thought you know let me let me go work outside in the garden you know they got a nice little umbrella like in the shade and i went outside and there was a nice breeze except the breeze was hot and it was almost like (laughs) someone like had a hair dry and was just like blowing hot air on me and i was like i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna literally i'm gonna sweat it out and I went and I sat there and I'm on my um, work computer, which is a MacBook Pro, which is like all fucking aluminium construction. And <laughs> five minutes time, the fans kicked in like, like a fucking geriatric, Like, uh, it's it's just like overheat low. Like you couldn't touch the laptop. I had to run inside crying. I shat myself <laughs> a little bit. I tripped and then I it, it was a mess is what I'm saying. And I, I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, hey, Steam Deck.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, also
2: getting get toasty.
0: I
1: realised when I read this that
0: it says the steam deck performs at its best in temperatures between zero and thirty-five. So we're fucked on both ends because when it inevitably gets to like minus <laughs> five in I don't know six months time, um, yeah, then, yeah, like then it will also be a, a sticky time to be a steam deck owner. But hey, here we go. We survived, right? I've,
2: I've had that from my phone before. You guys must have had that where you leave your phone in the sun and then you pick it up and it says, like, your phone oh, yeah. is too hot. You need to, like, leave yeah. it for a bit to cool down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on, your, on
0: the iPhone, like, the, your battery just starts going, like, draining, like, quickly and you're like, what is going on? Save getting, me, Steve Jobs. Exactly. <laughs> Save me, the ghost of Steve Jobs. The ghost of <laughs> Steve Jobs. Be the it, ghost it, in
2: the machine. Come he, and fix my <laughs> iPhone.
0: He, he watches over every iPhone. He is out. He's right. the alpha and the omega. Is is
1: the patron saint? Yeah, gotcha.
0: Exactly. He's up there with his with his turtleneck and his tennis shoes, just, <laughs> just watching, draining your battery. So yeah, let me let me say that again.
1: He's the, the patron saint. Then is he? Uh... I'm, I'm, I, Chris, I'm doing sorry, it for you. Could you. Give me it one more time. I'm not getting it. So you're saying that Steve Jobs is the the patron saint? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. really know what you're talking oh, about. Oh Jesus! So I'm going
0: to move on. How about we talk about our patrons? <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Chris, I, I stitch you up there. But yes, um, as Chris was hinting at, much like we are our uh, are patrons to the spirit of Steve Jobs, you can be patrons to us if you support us at Patreon.com forward slash super show you can head over there you can pledge from as little as two dollars a month and what you'll find when you do so is there are various tiers and you can find the tier that works best to you as i mentioned it starts at two dollars if you just want to jump on the discord and hang out hang out with the community hang out and chat with us but if you were to say bump up to the five dollar tier then you would find yourself eligible to watch patreon exclusive video content which includes as of the past week i think is it the very first ever Super show plays, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: yeah. As crazy as it is to think about, it is the first time. Yes, that's
0: right. Uh, you always remember your first time, so you, you do always remember. I remember it like it was three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> wow. As as we hinted um, in previous episodes of the podcast, the three of us were fortunately able to get together and live in person, in the flesh, record a let's play of the latest horror sensation. That has taken the internet by storm. I'm talking about the quarry. Um Chris, how long did that uh, that episode end up coming out as? Because we're recording for a good while. Um, it's a good question. Uh two
1: and a half hours, I believe. Uh, I can double check that. Um yeah, two and a half hours, somewhere there.
0: Two and a half hours, a solid stint. And it's got all what I like to think of as all the hallmarks of uh what was once a an ATG let's play and now a super show let's play, which is plenty Ooh, sorry. of us T- Two hours fifty-seven. Two hours. Hey, it's three hours of top quality entertainment. Top quality. It's it's got laughs. It's got banter. It's got us taking the catchphrases that they repeat over and over again in the game and using them over and over again in real life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One thing you can certainly say about this let's play the quarry is we didn't beef it. That's a little inside, like a little inside joke, a little bit of inside baseball that you would only understand if you had watched that let's play the quarry once again available for subscribers uh, of the Patreon at the $5 tier. Um, Well, that link, once again, patreon.com forward slash supershow. So a huge thank you to everyone who already supports us over there and a huge thank you to everyone who's considering pledging. Um, And we'd actually like to give some acknowledgement to the people who have helped us get to the point where we can continue producing content. There are some names on screen right now, but I'd also like to give a personal shout out to Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, Ice Nort, Rock Salt, Jesper Camdahl-Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Pierce, Neil Dugell's Dream of Prosthetic Mustaches, Daniel, Pastor Skill's Scary Omen, and then the Big Dogs, the head Honchos, Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Bookread, Manuel Donut Canty Guerrero, and Peasward. Woo! It's a full Woo. house, guys. Thank you so much. Love you, everybody. So much. Thank you.
1: Yeah, um, hell yeah. So in the Discord, we were I was chatting to some of our patrons. And, um, you know, we were talking about, like, how we got together. Jonesy and Jonesy was very kind in kind of uh, smoking some meats for us, making a nice (laughs) brisket, um, which was really top notch. And I'd mentioned that, like, Jonesy would be able to sell that, just open up a fucking restaurant or something, just sell it, make. Do you know what? We
2: we left because I made far too much food. Yeah, doing Nia. I made loads. I was eating that brisket for about the next three weeks, and I kept putting it in sandwiches. And it was amazing. It was even—I would say it was better cold in a sandwich than it was when it was oh, hot. was yeah, hot.
1: totally, so dude. So you're
0: amazing.
2: a modest
1: chef as well. <laughs> am, yeah, modest, absolutely, but well, uh, humble. God, um, <laughs> what? What? One of the patrons—I can't remember who said it. I'm not going to look it up now. Um, but they said that. Oh, we should add it to a tier, and I said, "Well, that's what the $600 tier is." If you're in the UK and you spot a six hundred dollar tier, we all three of us will come over to your house. Jonesy will smoke your brisket, and uh, then we'll leave. Jesus Christ! Jamie I mean, will wipe you up, and then we'll leave. I'll what them. What? Oh, yeah. I, I, I do. You know, have... you
2: know how long it takes to smoke a brisket,
1: right? Doesn't oh yeah, matter. we'll go. We'll, we'll go. Look, they're paying six hundred pounds, dude. We'll go there. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll bring the meat. We'll smoke the brisket for them while it's going. We'll play some games talk some shit, listen to some music, drink some beers. It's a good time. I, we need to figure out what this e- equivalent is for an international audience. We have to factor in, like, mm. flights, etc. Maybe it's more like 6,000. 6,000 too.
0: But if Mark Zuckerberg proved anything, it's that barbecues can be enjoyed virtually with, a you know, a little bit of some brisket, some ribs, and some sweet baby rays. You'll yeah. feel like you're there inhaling just, that smoke. Just smoke some meats with us, boys. Smoking some meats. I will also say I know a content creator that had a get-together in the form of a, just a giant barbecue, which is, like,
1: kind of cool. Nice. I, I, I really would have liked, like, if ATG was still a thing and we got, like, to a good point, like, I think it would have be, been really cool to have done not, like, ATG con or any like, fucking lame thing like that, but just be a case of, like, a, like a, ATG pub nights or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm, yeah that would be cool. We so been been so, some ideas, I would have been so all over that. Yeah,
0: well, you know, who knows what could happen in the future, Chris. Watch this space, is all I say. Okay, um, I, I don't know why I teased that. We've literally. <laughs> that.
2: You'll Find see some more say. quarry episodes. We're the quarry though. That's what will happen. Can we <laughs> keep, keep this space?
1: That. Well, yeah. So, so that's the other the other thing, right? Like this was episode one of the quarry, and I think so. We played three hours, just about of what could be a anywhere what? between like 10 and 16 hour game, I believe bless you, Jamie. Uh, um, so we, we got a lot of episodes still to do and you know, it, we're hoping that it just kind of gives us the incentive to just meet up a lot more often than we do. It's not easy fellas to meet up, but at the same time, whenever we do meet up, we're always um, amazed by actually how easy it is to meet up. Yeah. We, yeah. we come away
0: from it saying, damn, this was easier than I thought, and I had a lot of fun. I'll see you in six months. Like, <laughs> that, hey, you're, that's you're, dead you're dead yeah. to me. You're dead to me. I mean, I think it's old oldest time. We can all relate in some respect. Um, but you know what? Spending time away from one another means often spending time on your own or uh, with your family, however you spend your day to day. And it means you have to look away from fun multiplayer experiences or couch op experiences like the quarry and just do your own thing. And Chris, seeing as you were not on the podcast last week, you've had an additional week to do your own thing. And I'm wondering, what have you been getting up to,
1: my friend? Well, you'd think that I had time on my hands, but I didn't because I was in Manchester for Well, yes, um, yeah. Which, and I didn't take my Switch, which was a mistake, because the last time I went to Manchester, I did take my Switch, and I started playing Breath of the Wild again, which was, like, really nice. Oh, right. ah. nice. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, And... Uh, one thing that... Okay, this this is the previous trip to Manchester, but the, I'm just going to talk about it anyway because it still kind of blows my mind. There's no Z targeting. There's no lock-on on Breath of the Wild. Unless I've completely forgotten the control scheme. But I was searching I for it, well and, and I, I did not find it anywhere. And I was like, did this game really not have lock-on? There is in my head, but I've got no idea. It's mad. Uh, mm, it, yeah, it, unless know. I'm completely mistaken, but it was... I was trying to do it. I was using every combination of buttons. I looked in the fucking the control scheme. I couldn't find anything to do with it. I was like, really? That's a that's a fucking omission.
2: I don't remember um, pl- when playing it though, I don't remember feeling like it was missing.
1: Oh no, yeah, totally. But I think bec- because I've been playing a lot of like um Elden Ring, <laughs> etc., I'm like, I'm in course. that kind of way of thinking. Ah uh, right. Um, okay. Which brings me on to what I have been doing is I've been playing lots of Elden Ring. I've been jumping back into it quite nicely. Um Still at Leonie of the Lakes, uh beat Renala, still fucking around, kind of like <laughs> dying somewhere, going recovering my corpse, etc. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it. And and as I've kind of like delved back into the meat of that, uh, I've also delved into another pastime of mine, which is just watching video upon video upon video of uh Dark Souls and Souls like and souls born video essays on youtube and fellas i think i may need some help because uh, oh, i think
0: you need help as well it's
1: getting out of hand it's getting out of hand <laughs> yeah uh, you,
0: is it of the, these of the law variety or they kind of like
1: like introspective kind of like mechanical breakdowns or oh all, all sorts because you know i i it's, it's like a fucking it's a roller coaster dude. You, you you get on and then the youtube alg- algorithm takes you bends and twists and turns and i'm just i'm just there for it you, There's you, want to, two times you want to suggest me about this? Yeah, cool. That, that's actually how I got onto the, um, the Cuphead uh, documentary that I was watching on YouTube, because it's like, oh, we're noticing you're watching a lot of video essays about game development. Here's Cuphead. It's like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. At, at two times speed? Oh, always, mate.
0: That's <laughs> the only way to watch a video essay.
1: Yeah. No, it's the worst way to watch a video essay. It is the best way to watch oh. a video essay. What are you talking about? Shocking. Because the, 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 the only thing... That you need from that is the information that they are giving you. You don't Does give your a life. Shit. You don't give a shit about their tone <laughs> or, or that oh, they had a, a pregnant pause between this word and that word and oh, heaven forbid uh, if I make that bollocks, shorter. I
2: don't believe that you are sitting there absorbing every piece of information and that's what you're getting from it, and you're not actually doing it for entertainment value. It's not like you're doing it to like because you're gonna write your own essay about it. I think because you're doing it for entertainment. And if you're doing it for entertainment, why are you doing it on two times speed? You didn't have to cuz cuz then you just because said nothing you then watch nothing another. is lost and everything is gained. You
1: then watch another video essay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So but then you've is.
2: halved the time
1: so you have to watch twice as many. I, I have No, that no, I can watch twice as many because I've half the time. You've got it backwards.
2: No, I'm saying you've you've halved the time that it takes to watch one so you need to watch twice as many to fill the same amount of no, time. No, you've no, no, you see this
1: is where you, this is where you're wrong, my friend. <laughs> I have saved myself the time because I am able to watch another one because I've saved that amount of time. V- Yes. And so, let, let's put it this way. In, in a day I've only got 2 hours to watch video essays.
2: Yep. So now you've watched okay. 4 rather than 2. Boom. Who's winning? But no, you haven't won because you're watching them for entertainment, not because you need to like And my entertainment from is doubled. <laughs>
0: Right, okay.
2: What are you talking about? I, I, in my head, when you get off of watching every, like, video oh, I get at off, two baby. times speed, of, like, four hours of video essays at two times speed, you, like, turn around to see, like, your wife or your family or whatever, and to you, they're like, hello, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> what shall we do today? you little, in
0: fact about Chris before he uh, went to towards YouTube when he was still working in film, he actually wrote a, 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 a spec script that never got picked up for a sequel to click. But in this film... There, he finds the remote, press fast <laughs> forward, and it's like, this is pretty cool, and just lives the rest of his life that way.
1: I, I wish, like- mate. I wish. Honestly, yeah. like, it, it does become kind of weird because sometimes I uh, never mind um, video essays, okay? Let's say you're watching some stream highlights or whatever it is, and you watch it two times speed as well. It's like, fuck if he cares? Uh, but then you go watch the actual stream, and it's at the real, like, speed, and it's like yeah. the dullest thing you've ever fucking heard in your life. You're like, why is this guy. He's he's talking like he's got like learning disabilities, <laughs> and you've done it to yourself. I have done it to myself. I've I've been on record saying that I completely think that I've I'm yeah. rewiring my brain, and you know, like I'll hold my hands up and say, sure, that's a thing. Uh, I, it's legitimately a thing.
0: I could, I can vouch for that if nothing else, because I've had it weirdly enough with this podcast. Because when we're editing this, it's not unusual for us as editors, like when we're scrubbing through something or listening or watching something back to spot check or to find errors or to see get the gist of something like we do sometimes watch things back sped up and we'll play things oh back yeah hit that l you know, button baby yeah exactly and when i hit that l button and i'll watch like five minutes so 10 minutes of the podcast and it's horrible because when you go back to listening in normal time every <laughs> gap between someone talking is twice as long the tempo <laughs> of someone's speech is twice as slow and it's like oh my god it's like chris said it sounds like we've got learning difficulties um, which is a bummer so i recommend anyone <laughs> listening to this right now put it on 1.5 or two times speed and we all sound twice as
1: intelligent and you'll be able to watch twice as many episodes <laughs> there's 132 of them now so get catching up no honestly you know, you're not like if you've ever spoken to someone who's on coke and they're just kind of going at a million miles an hour and they seem like really intense and interesting that's just kind of what it makes people sound like and then when you take it down it's just like they've they've taken ketamine or something
2: do you think that we should start a channel where it's called two times speed and everything we make on it is sped up by two times speed already ah,
1: no. or or do we make it half time speed so that when people do watch it two times speed <laughs> it's normal speed No it's re- it's regular time speed but just all on coke
0: Oh right so Yeah Or it's like yeah. an experiment it's like an experiment like we'll go into we'll we'll go into like an episode with a discussion laid out, like the last of part one, one person's on Coke, one person's on Ket, one person's <laughs> on Speed, and we'll just find out which is the best drug to talk about games on. I love it. It's good. Interesting. It's called, And the podcast is called High School.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, very good. I fucking love it. That's amazing. That's the best thing you've said. The,
0: the, the funny thing is, if it was high score and it was something to do with like weed and, and there was like some weird, like, like, like Levi's marijuana California thing, we'd probably just come up with like a million dollar idea. But because we're talking about doing like ketamine, like, <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about discussing Naughty Dog remakes live and direct from a K hole, we're probably not <laughs> going to get funded.
2: Yeah, probably not, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, living life in a K-hole, um Jonesy, what have you been up to?
1: <laughs> You've <laughs> killed me on that one. That's so good.
2: <laughs> um I've had a little bit of time to play games uh this week. So I of course have dipped my toe into Stray, which uh, came out on the nineteenth on um the PlayStation uh what tier is it? The top whatever the top two tiers are for the PlayStation.
0: You could pick it up for free. Oh, plus extra. So e- extra and premium, I think, or something like that. Something like that. Um, just, yeah, so hey, anything just, anything but essential
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah stray became a bit of a weird thing in the uh, the week before it came out it became like the thing that everyone wanted to play um and it was, everyone was really excited about it because you get to play as a cat um and yeah just do cat things and so um i thought i'd i'd dip my toe in and have a go and it is it is a cool game it looks very nice it's very visually appealing the way they've um uh done the uh, animation of the cat is fantastic like it's it looks like a cat and it walks like a cat you know um i haven't got that far into it i've probably played it for a sort of like a probably a couple of hours i'd imagine up to this point um just getting to grips with that world and and you know some of the puzzles therein. in um yeah it, yeah it, it's, it's it's cool so far i don't know there's not much else to say it's, about it really isn't
1: I, it meant you... to be like a five-hour game maybe you're halfway through uh,
0: yeah, uh, which, which uh, maybe. I can tell you which section you're at, Jonesy. Are you still in the first um, open area? Yes. Okay. Then you're like a uh, like a third of the way through.
2: Okay, right. And it, yeah, it's it's a it, it's a weird one in the sense of it's a, it's very nicely done what they've done with it, but I think it it's not. It's quite limited in its scope and it's only like I say it's not that long and stuff. So it's it's gonna I think it's one that you can pick up, you can play in a couple of days and you can put down and you can get a lot of fun out. Which mm. well I'm hoping for the five for the five hours. Um, but there's not a lot there's not that much like there's no character like upgrades, there's no like um there's not a crazy sort of number of systems to get into. It, it, it's it is what it is. It's a third party's party story um sorry, hell, third person story led, you know, adventure mm. game with puzzles. And you're a cat. Would yeah. you say
0: third person or third feline? Oh No, third, third person, surely. It's still the same thing, right?
2: Then does cats it, be people? Unless
0: the, unless the implication <laughs> the, the, is that the character of Stray is being followed by another cat that we are seeing the eyes
1: through, see, seeing the world through their <laughs> yeah, eyes. Okay, no, yeah, okay, yeah, true, true. Fact,
0: fact. Which, Perfect. hey, that might be the case.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Um, I've also, I, you know, after our conversation last week,
1: Ooh. I thought, Holden. we talked a lot about assassins. Go on. Sorry, just keep, I before you go off on, on Stray, can you see the cat's bum hole? Because sometimes cats like to walk with their tail up. Mm. And if you're a third person, are you oh, staring yeah. straight into the abyss? I don't it doesn't don't have any bum hole up.
0: action. I was doing something someone doesn't on my Discord as well earlier because we were comparing it to the PS2 classic Dog's Life, where, yeah. of course, you can both fart and shit on command. Both features, <laughs> unfortunately, sorely lacking in Stray. Can yeah. You
2: can meow on command in, in Stray. Okay. You can also curl up and sleep in certain areas and you can do the cat thing where they like scratch and they go oh, oh, yeah, no. you also there's like a,
0: when you walk past people's legs you can
1: press triangle and he does like the thing where they kind of like ah, that's get, cool. hug up next to their legs that's clever there's a, there's a trophy for meowing 100 times
0: yeah, I was there. Does, like,
1: it, yeah. does it make sense for me to talk about Stray now, or shall I? Or shall yeah, I, go on. No, it, no, give no, you give it. you impressions.
0: Yeah, do it. Yeah, I, I was just going to say. Like, I think I weirdly enough, I agree with everything Jonesy said, and that it's like a, it's a relatively short and simple and system like game. But I've got to be honest, lads, I really, really like it. Like, I really, <laughs> for some reason, I really like Stray. And I think
1: you're not alone. Just the internet seems to really. It's very. Like yeah. The, 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 it, the first. The first. Sorry, Chris. I, I was going to say, like, it, at, at every point, there seems some piece of media needs to be the darling, and it's not always games, uh, but the darling of the moment. Uh, we saw with yeah. an- Animal Crossing, and it just, Stray feels like it's it's the stray moment. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And like I will say, talking about the stray moment,
0: obviously like solid reviews, it's got an 84 on Metacritic. It's become, uh, for Annapurna Interactive, the publisher, it's reached their peak concurrent play account. Um, it was being played by 63,000 people concurrently on Steam on launch day only twelve games in the world were higher than that and also the other phenomenon that I'm sure we've all noticed is people taking pictures of their <laughs> pets watching them pay stray which has even given rise to a unique Twitter account called at cats watching stray because it seems like cats are very intrigued by the prospect of digital cats <laughs> fair enough which um, is interesting I wouldn't have thought they would be they're like some 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 are fascinated some are like antagonized it's interesting right Dog, yeah. dogs seem quite chill they're just like oh this is really It's really so they think it seems like it's a vibe for them. They just chill out and, (laughs) but yeah, what I was going to say was that like, um, it it was like going into Stray the whole time when it was like the trailers and the and the promotional material. It was like this is the cat game, and and Jody will know what I mean when I because of the way the game structured for the first like forty five minutes or so to an hour, it was just the cat game, and I was going along sort of like banisters and air vents and you know girders and wooden platforms, and I was like, oh, this is just a cool kind of platforming game starring a cat, then this is interesting. And you get to the point, like an hour or an hour and a half, I can't even remember, I'm losing track of the timeline now, but you get it to a point where the world opens up slightly, and you start to meet and learn more about the robots that we've seen that populate this world, and exploration becomes more of a factor. And um, I, I just, like, I just became more and more entranced. Like, having almost been bored by the first 45 minutes, I just get... And it was like, you know when people talk about Ikea and they're like, you come for the furniture and you stay for the meatballs. Right. Like, playing as a cat is the furniture. It's the thing that you see first and it's the reason, mm. like, you go to stray. But I I, I think that world and, the way, and its inhabitants and, like, not necessarily the stories they've got to tell because a lot of them, they, they don't have much to say for themselves. But the stories that lead to... What they are and how they, ended up be there, how they ended up being there, and how you flesh out that mystery—the mystery as well that surrounds the drone companion you've got—I've just found it also more, much more engaging than I thought I would, and it's doing this fucking Red Dead Two thing to me where I'm like, I'm thinking like a cat, lads, and, <laughs> it's, and like it's an example is just like I'll be walking down the street, and if this is like a third-person action adventure game where I'm playing as a dude, I'd walk past like a slightly open window, and it's just. It's a thing. It's a thing. I walk past. It's like a source of ambient light, if nothing else, yeah, and yeah. maybe a bit of like non diegetic music or something is coming through a window. But when you're a cat, like you look up at a window in a slightly open window, and you're like, "I can go through that window," and like you start eyeing up, and it's the traversal system—how you can't just jump
1: anywhere. <laughs> Jamie, and like, Jamie, I hate to say this, dude, you're not going in that window. <laughs> I, I'm not going in that window. I'm, not, I'm never going in and out of any window. And I wouldn't dare try.
0: But as a cat, Chris or in a video game that lets me live out my cat-like desires like a slightly open window becomes this weird portal to and it's often just like one or two rooms that are found inside mm. but like you like I don't know if to can vouch for this but you start behaving like a cat and you're like you start thinking about where a cat would move and what kind of jumps you can make. And like I was about to say, the traversal system, I think the genius thing about it is it's not a platformer like you press X to jump at any time and you line up your jump and you over and over and adjust and under adjust like like a platformer. It's like it, the, uh, you look at the perch that you're trying to reach and it's a perch that a cat could reach and they do that thing where they squat slightly and leap up. Like, I don't like cats. I've never had a pet in my life. I, uh, But like i'm really fucking digging strain i i like i i i i just really wanted to come on the podcast and say that like i i played it for like three or four hours straight last night and i just didn't really want to stop um i really like the point
1: where this time next week you'll just be a cat lady (laughs) (laughs)
2: you'll you'll have like 10 cats cats running around behind him i can i
1: can visualize it actually like with your the spaces that you got there like I can see little cattails go past the the camera. But that's cool, man. Like, Stray was one of those games where it's like, yeah, that looks cool. I'd like to play it, but maybe I'm not too fussed. But hearing you guys talk about it, yeah. Especially like a five hour game, like, fucking, it's, it's, um, like, it'll probably be cheaper for me to go from the essential tier to the, (laughs) excuse me, to the plus Plus tier, um, (laughs) than just buying it outright.
0: I might be wrong but I think there might be a 7 day free trial as well at the moment. So then that's be, you stupid if it's 7 days I'll just finish the game. No literally like it's like if the, if that's accurate and it's available in your region you can play Stray for free. Like no cap. So worth looking into. Um oh yeah. Yeah. Um
2: I think the one yeah, thing I I was a really little bit like hmm about when I heard it was uh, watching Skill Up's review before I'd played it and he was saying about the traversal system and he was saying about like you know you have to press X to jump up and you can't just jump anywhere and I, I did think is that going to be annoying and then when I played it I was like oh, not at all like it hmm. it's actually better for like, like yeah. Jamie was saying it's the fact that you can the fact that you can like look around the world and you can see like oh I can jump up there I can jump up there blah, blah, like and you can just hold yeah. down the X button as well and almost like parkour it totally. you don't need to like Run up, wait for the prompt, press X. It's
0: not like that. Like, you you know, you, the movement is very, very well done. Like, fantastic. And it, it, what it, what the best attribute to it, I think, uh, Jonesy, for me, is that everything about the way the traversal is designed reinforces the fact that you can only move the way a cat would move. And it doesn't take long before you have to start thinking the way a cat would think. And I know that sounds yes. dumb to say, but you do start looking at, What are obviously very carefully and cleverly placed uh, platforms to jump, but you start looking at the side of a wall with a bunch of different things off it as like, that's how I get from the street level to the roof. And then when you get to the roof of that first open world bit, you're like, there's a thing over there. I can go along that pipe and I can. And I just like that sort of like the A to B, the route, the the pathfinding, I guess, of Stray and how rewarding some of the destinations were. Like, just a really fun combo. Anyway. I think one, what yeah, no what if
2: if if there's one reason to play it for nothing else it's just that you can do the thing that cats do where you like
0: push things. And you can Just push push stuff off of a ledge. Yeah. You have to do <laughs> just, you have to do it sometimes as yeah. well. You do you, yeah. You you have to fuck with people. Like there's one point where you have to intentionally time your meow to like <laughs> yeah. fuck someone up when they're trying to throw a can of paint across a rooftop <laughs> so they drop it to yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I
1: yeah, that, I like that.
0: Yeah, that was very funny. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you played something else. Ah, um, oh, I did.
2: So, yeah, we so we talked a bit about Assassin's Creed um, last week, and I had I've up until that point I'd only sunk about five hours into Valhalla, um, and I decided that it was probably a good time to hop back into Valhalla because I I was thinking I need some Assassin's Creed goodness, and it had been quite a while. Um, and I'd been putting Valhalla off for a while. And actually, now that it's available um, on the PlayStation 5 uh, with the, you know, like the uh, tier and stuff, you can download it. And it's got cross-progression, So because I, I was playing it originally on my PC. Um, it meant that I could pick up where I left off and I could just crack on. And I must say, I th- I'm I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would up to the point. Of, but I've played it quite a lot in the last week, um, just like cruising around as a, as a Viking and smashing some people up. Um, it, I think, I, as we were saying last week about it, it's, it does lack in some areas, like mm-hmm. it's not, especially after playing um, Ghost of Tsushima and seeing how well that game works and how how solid that is to play, um, you kind of wish something like Valhalla would feel a little bit better with the combat and stuff, like th- this, this stealth and things um, have been quite annoying to me. Um, so much so that I've kind of just done away with it it is an Assassin's Creed game kind of seems a bit weird how can you just do away with stealth you can you're a viking just go mental (laughs) just smash people with axes and shields you don't need to stealth really in that game and it lets you do it as well which is cool but no um, yeah yeah, been enjoying that so if you're on Playstation and you haven't played it yet and you've got a Playstation 5 and you've got that tier you can hop on and play a bit of Valhalla so why the hell not nice and
0: that's it Who make a deal that if you don't finish it this time I get to spoil the story for you sure okay thank you I want to talk to someone about that game um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm
1: always here to listen yeah but I, Chris
0: loves having
2: story, a story spoiled for
0: him I yeah, do you? You, every time I want to talk to you about a story you've already watched it on two times speed on YouTube so <laughs> hey. yeah well I You're... haven't in this case okay I'm waiting for you to tell me baby Assassin's Creed Valhalla cast, to, to spoiler cast <laughs> just t- two years two years later with yeah. a guy that finished it and can barely remember it a guy that hasn't finished it and a guy that's just watched it two times been on YouTube the perfect <laughs> spoiler cast I love it that's, that's um, our USP fellas come on I mean yeah uh, I just wanted before we move on I wanted to give one last shout out because I think it was a movie that we have mentioned here and there and I finally watched it I thought Chris you might be interested but um, the unbearable weight of massive talent
1: uh, the, the Nick Cage vehicle I'm so jealous man I'm, honestly I, I, just, I need to watch this movie do well, I need to watch this movie? Yeah, I've got is, good it, news. is
2: it genuinely good or is it good in the sense of it's good because it's Nick Cage?
0: I think that both can be true and both are true. Um, okay, uh, like yeah, to, okay. To answer the question, do you do you need to watch this movie? I think you both do because like you two are both examples of dudes who have a strong enough knowledge of not just like the upfront and obvious elements of Nick Cage's career, but like smaller roles or like quotes and lines and memorable moments from those roles that I think you'd be able to get a lot of kicks out of how self-referential this is. But also like fundamentally, it's just a good movie. It's like the the, the worst thing I can say about it is that like it's uh, assembled in a bit of a flimsy way. It comes in at like a pretty tight, like it's just over 90 minutes i think it's probably like an hour 40 tops maybe like an hour 35 and some of the um the some of the way the sequences are like sandwiched together and um like almost like the lack of establishing from like when you're we moving from one scene to another or one location to another it's a little bit like sketchy but fundamentally like when you're in those scenes and in those moments like nick cage as i mean we all read the reviews at the time but nick cage owns it I don't know how much he is aware of what he's doing and how in the joke he is, but if nothing else, he throws himself into it. He's like, he's screaming his head off at times. like, this. <laughs> And and like, he has to be somewhat aware of it because, and again, this is in a trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but there's a point where he's essentially in a museum of like props from his own movies. And like, he's calling out, he's like, oh, the chainsaw from Mandy. And so it's like, he's aware that he's talking about movies that he's been in. He's aware that he's playing himself. And that kind of makes it right. better. But do you know who um, fucking uh, steals the show? Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Oh,
1: like, yeah.
0: I thought Joel that that role, himself. Joel himself, <laughs> the Mandalorian. I thought that that role on paper would be like a bit cut and dry. But um, as a result of the fact that the movie like has more comedic elements than you'd um, be forgiven for thinking, like his character is a lot more interesting and has a lot more angles than just like, hey, I'm like a mobster who paid a million dollars for Nick Cage to show up. Like he's a. He's got endearing and sympathetic elements. There's a great extended sequence where uh, him and Nick Cage both drop LSD and shenanigans ensue. And like he's he's got phenomenal range. And he actually, weird enough for being opposite Nick Cage, he ends up like like re- stealing the show at times. I thought, wow, um, oh. yeah, a really really great film for like Nick Cage films, for Nick Cage fans, and oh. also just a really solid action comedy in, that's over and done with ninety minutes if you just want yeah. that to.
1: Cool. How did you watch it Jamie?
0: Um so, uh shall we move on some news? <laughs> yes, please. I and Chris if you want to watch it the same way I did, then maybe I suggest we do move on to news and you don't because <laughs> maybe I could do you a favor if we don't dwell on this. Wink wink. Um <laughs> I don't know, it surely it's available on demand. I bought it. I bought I bought it on Google I bought it on the Google Play Store. Yes. That's the yes, thing, yes. right?
1: That's a thing. Like, you can do stuff on demand all the time. Oh, well, I demand that we talk about the next news uh, snippet. Because that's <sighs> what we're here for, games. We're here
0: for games. Chris, what was the name of the, the, the one single developer who was locked in a closet for his... Um, it's Jeff. Uh, as, a, as Jeff. Naughty, well, and what, so no, Jeff works for Naughty Dog. Who is yeah. it who works in the closet at Ubisoft again?
1: Oh, it's Pierre. Pierre, of course.
0: Pierre. Who, of course, is currently being punished for his Pierre
1: the the pedo?
0: Punished Pierre,
1: as as,
0: in (laughs) Kojima terms, (laughs) punished Pierre has been uh, toiling away in the closet, and unfortunately. Um, I don't know whether I should talk in code anymore because at some point I'm just going to miss the fact that all the <laughs> It's starting to is. get
1: a little bit weird. Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far. Um, as Pierre's French name would suggest, we are about to talk about Ubisoft because at the time of recording, they have released uh, some a few bits and pieces of bombshell news as they uh, prepare... Updates, you know. mate. Updates. Well, you it- <laughs> They, they're they preparing for the next couple of um, fiscal periods, and they, it's one of those things where they need to tell board members this and that, and inevitably that means we in the public get to not just find out about it, but also laugh at their misfortunes, um, because a lot of the news that has come out tonight is about perhaps inevitable, inevitable delays and cancellations and so on and so forth. Let's start with the big one, lads. Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, the, um, I guess at this point, long-awaited tie-in... Um, to James Cameron's Avatar sequels that was due from the division developer Massive Entertainment was, of course, uh, scheduled to come out this year, this fall, around November, which would have, in fact, been a perfect tie-in with James Cameron's second Avatar movie. <laughs> it is as though it was Todd's Law missing that time slot and is now not going to come out until the fiscal year that begins in April 2023, sometime between
1: then and uh, March of 2024. Wow, so- yeah, so it won't even potentially come out in April. That's interesting.
0: That, I mean, hey, within this, there is scope for this to be delayed up to 14 months if they want it to be, which is it's crazy to think about,
1: and I doubt that will happen. But it's it's, it's <laughs> Ubisoft. It's going to happen, and by, by then, the world would have moved on from Avatar again.
0: Um, That's the bummer. Because like, having this come out at the same time as Avatar 2 would have been like g- good for Ubisoft, right? 100%, yeah. yeah but
1: definitely. you know what? Fair play to them um, not like pushing forward and releasing an inferior product just just to meet a uh a tie-in deadline. Like, yeah, fair play. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it does. It sucks though, doesn't it? Really, because it would have been it would have been good for them to have like a big marketing win because they've been so sort of like plopping games out. <laughs> I well, yeah, much I, a I remember it was recently.
1: like, what was it, like three or four podcasts ago when we were talking about Ubisoft because you know they just can't help themselves. And it was almost like, what big games have they got coming out? So they've got Skull and Bones. This year, it's just Skull and Bones and Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. And at the time that we were talking about it, we we're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's Avatar. Avatar. That, that's the big yeah. one. Because Skull yeah. and Bones is obviously the game that they can contractually obliged to release. Uh, Mario and Rabbids was kind of this, uh, what it might be exceptionally good, it's still this kind of like weird crossover with Nintendo. It's not necessarily yeah. like a Ubisoft kind of thing. Exactly. Um, and it's on and one all. platform, which, even though
0: that platform yeah. is the Switch, it's still one platform.
1: Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, then there was Avatar, but now Avatar has been moved over. So they, they're they in for a bit of a, a rocky year, I feel.
0: Yeah. I mean, even 2024, there are so many question marks around the future of their key franchises. Um, we actually got a few updates on some of the other smaller titles that were in development. For example, Split Cell VR, which... I I don't think it had that much hyper anticipation around it, but who knows? That has been cancelled. Ghost Recon Frontline, which you guys might remember, that's we made a like a podcast where we talked about how big a mistake that looked like last year. And they had that strange thing. There was an alpha that was planned and then was like immediately cancelled. But that was a game that was and then
1: they shut down the studio or something.
0: Yeah. But like that game existed. Like you go back and last year we were watching like gameplay and there were matches of that game that took place and people it's provided feedback. And now that is completely gone. Um, and two other games that hadn't even been announced yet have also been completely cancelled as Ubisoft looked to essentially slim down their list of in-development titles and focus their talent, as they put it, on um, the titles that are really going to end up making them money.
1: Yeah, X Defiant. Um, it's fucking.
0: But you have so, to wonder now, like, does X Defiant even come out? I think it does. I don't think it exists anymore. It could be enough, but it could also be another thing, like Roller Champions, which is just like, hey, we're just going to put this thing out and no one's really going to notice, but it's going to come out. Um <laughs> or- I, ha- I hate the way they keep doing that. Like, it's
2: that's so. depressing the way that they just kind of go oh we've got a game coming out and then it's that thing of did that game come out oh yeah it did when did it come out oh like a month ago and no
1: one even paid any attention that's so depressing I've just just fucking cracked it I've cracked this fucking wide open Detective Pikachu style (laughs) did you did you guys ever watch the movie The Producers
0: no like the Springtime for Hitler Springtime for Hitler yeah
1: okay The Producers yeah do you remember the premise of that that film vaguely it was a bunch of producers they were like let's make something that we know is going to flop and we'll cash in on the insurance baby (laughs) right
2: maybe that's what ubi are doing this
1: is what ubisoft are doing they're like let's just make all of these bad games and we can just (laughs) claim against them it's write-offs
2: write-offs
0: so so you're saying that ubisoft are going to greenlight the development of a first-person shooter set in an alternate history where the nazis are the good guys
1: that's what I'm saying. Dude. No, where they where the French didn't just surrender at the drop of a hat. Yeah, a mysterious French hero called Eve actually led a, <laughs> a, a French. <laughs> um, no,
0: yeah, they're in a weird spot. And like, hey, like we mentioned, Roller Champions. One thing that Eve did point out, for as weird as a fact as it is, that Roller Champions is actually tracking ahead of Hyperscape. Which, for anyone who's already forgotten, I can blame you. Was the equally ill-advised first-person battle royale game that came out a little while ago. Uh, Roller Champions is tracking uh ahead of uh, Hyperscape on both retention and revenue at this point. So wow. it's not going to die as quickly as Hyperscape so it, did. So instead we'll,
1: of earning a $100, it's earned $200. So it's 100% yeah. profit, like an increase of 100%. Like Exactly. And can't, it's lasting six can't months. argue those numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a weird, it, it, as we've said about Ubisoft, just about every time we discuss them, it's a weird time. And they kind of need to get to a point where their key franchises – You're talking about like a a main, uh, as crazy as it is when one came out last year, like a mainline Far Cry, a mainline Ghost Recon, that of course big AAA Splinter Cell remake, uh, whatever the kind of open world one, yeah, exactly like whatever that fucking Prince of Persia game looks like. it, it's a, oh, the, I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, the Star Wars game that the, the, the massive entertainment is supposedly already making, even if well, they're, they're not obvi-
1: all- they're obviously not, because it, it's all <laughs> oh, hands on I mean.
0: deck to finish Avatar. That's what I mean. It, it's going to take them a little while to get their ducks in a row. Um, but one thing that may rep- uh, provide some reprieve for Ubisoft fans, and also fans of the one Ubisoft series that manages to still deliver both on units sold and on revenue generated, is Assassin's Creed. Um, we talked last year about, excuse me, last week about how we presume at some point there was going to be a smaller sort of interim title, uh, codenamed Rift, that would focus on Basim, the character from Valhalla. It was originally Valhalla DLC that was spun out into its own thing, possibly set in Baghdad. Um, it's understood, or at least presumed, that that is the other game that Ubisoft are referring to when they're talking about the ty- two premium titles that have been right. delayed a lot, so, alongside Avatar. So, whatever Assassin's Creed Rift is, it will probably come out sometime. Well, it will come out sometime after April, which I remember last week saying I think it could be a Q1, Q2 thing. Maybe that was slightly premature. Whoa.
1: So, what, what, is their, what is their holiday season game then? Would they not have <sighs> this year? This year? Yeah. The, the Skull and Bones. and it, That's their holiday game. Scott, that yes, holiday s- season,
0: sc- skull-, skull and Bones—the game that even developers have come out and said, "Like, hey, there's not much to this." The game they're basically being forced to put out by like the fucking the government or whatever country it was that um, yeah, funded like Singapore, whatever that Hong was. It, yeah, with, the yeah. Singapore, because like, as Jamie
2: said, it was, it was supposed to be Avatar, right? That's what was that was what was going to be their big game this year. It was going to be Avatar, and then now, now that's going to be twenty twenty four. Yeah, but I,
1: but I, but I feel like the, the Assassin's Creed thing was like. Yeah, marked for the end of this year as well.
2: Well, that was well. They were doing the they're doing the Assassin's Creed uh, and Skull and Bones like conference thing in September, right? Where they're going to yeah. talk about the future but, of the series and stuff. So.
0: But, but Chris is writing that like I think uh, it hour? was spun out from Valhalla DLC and uh, yeah. scales kept small, and the idea was that it was going to be this back pocket thing they plugged a uh, gap in the calendar with. Again, if you believe the smoke on the street, that uh, basically Assassin's Creed Rift is having troubles of its own. Um, and so it's not clear what those troubles are. But yeah, even their kind of like their calendar
1: plug Assassin's Creed game is now well, being caught up in the riptide. Fellas, I don't know if you know this, but like I'm a professional in this kind of thing. So I know like how these things work. But it's when you're trying to program a game, it's really fucking hard when your fingers are in orifices. <laughs> right. Okay. I can see that. Because they're not on keyboards and they're not on mice. So but maybe a little bit less finger, fondling, a little bit less molesting, and uh, But actually you know, This is why they put each Pierre finger in the can lead
2: each finger can lead to ten more fingers. Like finger puppets. Oh
0: so if oh. every finger is in an orifice and every one of those orifices is attached to a person yeah, that there's also more has atoms 10 than fingers, are in the universe. It becomes an orifice tree. Like it just fans out. It does. Fans out until you have an infinite number of fingers for keyboards. Yeah. And it's like like with the things of like if an infinite number if like a thousand monkeys were working a thousand typewriters like twenty four hours a day they'd eventually and that's write Shakespeare. How, yeah. And that's how we're th- gonna
1: get beyond Good and Evil too.
0: <laughs> yeah, a thousand <laughs> French how, developers how... <laughs> writing a thousand lines of code for twenty four hours a day uh, eventually, by the the sheer sum of like the sheer magnitude of the word infinity, Beyond Good and Evil two would get developed. <laughs> Technically, given the nature of infinity, Beyond Good and Evil two would get developed in get developed an infinite number of times. That's well, the crazy headfuck about Infinity. Whoa. You know what else is a crazy headfuck? Headfuck. <laughs> you, you an Australian for a second he, there? Headfuck? Fuck? Trying to find out what Assassin's Creed Infinity
2: looks like. Yes, that is oh, that man. is one that I think is just going to be. I can't even imagine what they're going to do with them. Well, I suppose it, I, I just hope it's good, man. I just, they, they seem to. They do. They've done pretty well with Assassin's Creed in the last few iterations, and it could be fantastic. I'm just so like. I'm so down on Ubi at the moment.
1: It makes I me sad. I think I think a lot of people are. And I'm I'm with you. Like I've also again been on the record in this very podcast saying like I <laughs> I always kind of feel that Ubisoft is the underdog, even though they're like a multi billion corporation. Company. Um but it's kind of like yeah, yeah, I I don't like we laugh about it, sure, but I don't want ubisoft to be in this situation because they make some they used to make some fun games
0: but they and still I don't... do
1: i just feel like they don't stand behind them anymore like they, i don't think they give them the love they deserve and they
2: just
0: kind of stick them out don't say anything then they just slope away and just like go mm. oh which yeah. is yeah. a shame i think that happened in a few titles i think in other places they backed the wrong horse and like they ended up making the wrong game at the wrong time and missed important release windows but I do I do feel like but, maybe but this how, is... how
1: many how many times can that happen before you say well you fucking deserve it right no it's true like you look at X you look at uh, what was it Frontlines you look at I mean even like uh, what oh. was that last Ghost Recon like uh, uh, Breakpoint Breakpoint like you look at that I'm, I'm at, not saying they're you blameless you look at Hyperscape you look at all these things and it's kind of like well it's like one bad decision doesn't break a company a hundred like this is death by a hundred cuts at this point I'm, I'm, I'm not saying they're blameless i not, yeah. not at all but the other thing
0: I do feel about Ubisoft, and this is kind of, it has the kind of the um, the the you know the bidding like the, the uh, what's what the what I'm looking for the when companies buy other companies takeover,
1: <laughs> yeah like takeover.
0: The, the, the takeover wars of like the recent years have taught us anything is that IP is still massive and IP is still king. And one thing that Ubisoft do always have is IP. And there is this feeling of like if they can get their ducks in a row. Organize their you know their vast number of studios and uh, their talent uh, in and get them all directed the right way and let's say release a really good Far Cry, a really good Assassin's Creed, a really good Ghost Recon, a really good Division, um, a like a, a really good Splinter Cell and Prince of Persia and Rayman and you name it and get them all out within tw- twenty four months of each other, then like fucking hell they're back on track because Valhalla yeah. showed with really, its numbers that. An, assassin, an average Assassin's Creed game, the worst of the recent trilogy of Assassin's Creed games, um, has still has sway, still has pull. Um, yeah. And they have yeah. that IP. They just can't let it go to waste. Like Ghost Recon's name, as you mentioned, Chris, has taken hits compared to what some of the goodwill that Wildlands was able to generate. Um, they need to yeah. be careful with that. <laughs> um, can I pique your interest, by the way, before we leave Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed... Uh, with a with a little hint at, to one thing that might be involved in Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, yeah. This comes uh, from... Infinity, you mean? It, what did I say? So... Unity. Did I say Unity? Oh, God, that's yeah. a weird... Uh, well, I guess I could have been more off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, one hint as to what could be included in Assassin's Creed Infinity, and it comes from Kotaku and then kind of... Uh, Confirmed and slightly realigned and readjusted by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier is a little project known only as Project Red at the moment. And would I be able to pique either of your interests if I told you that Project Red is a large-scale open-world Assassin's Creed game set in Asia, potentially in, brace yourself, feudal Japan? Sound familiar? Yes. I don't, I, I don't think you should go anywhere near it. <laughs> you play as assassin Jin Sakai of Clan Sakai <laughs> no. like uh,
2: yeah no that's weird that, that to me don't get me wrong it could be something completely different and Asia is the second largest continent no the largest continent on the planet so maybe it's not necessarily feudal Japan I don't think they should do feudal Japan if they can get if they cannot. not it seemed like a terrible idea
1: do you reckon they could do Japan but it's not necessarily feudal so just taking a different kind of era um Obviously, you'd still have to go kind of like summarize or ninjas or whatever it might be. Um, oh, but actually, with assassin stuff, maybe it is more ninja focused then, like a Tenchu Assassin's Creed style. thing. Yeah, maybe. But, but then the problem, again, but then again, it's you're, so you're stepping on Sekiro. Just, just fucking play Sekiro.
0: But
2: Ghost of Tsushima, like, is is an Assassin's Creed game set in feudal Japan. Like, it, yeah. it works the same. You, the, the way that, you, like, so I'm playing Val, like I said, playing Valhalla at the moment. Um, that it, that is an Assassin's Creed game, like Ghost of Tsushima is, that's what it is. The only thing that's different, I suppose, is going to be is maybe the way the story unfolds and the way that they frame it because they can include all of that Assassin's Creed bullshit about like (laughs) the animus and and glitches and all that sort of stuff. But I I just don't think it would be a very good idea. (laughs) I think
1: they should just go back to Greece, fellas, because that's kind of the peak for me. I mean, mean, it would be, (laughs) but you know. I I actually wouldn't object to that.
2: We we called it last week. It's it's uh, 2,000 years ago in a little town called Bethlehem. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's just called Assassin's Creed,
0: the God Times.
2: Crucifixion. Yeah. Crucifixion. Wow. Yeah, that's strong. Strong.
0: Jesus's first miracle was the creation of the hidden blade. It's actually a well-documented <laughs> fact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh,
2: we and you shall you, you sneak into the tomb and you get him out. <laughs> like he, you've got three
0: days to do it. Mash A to roll away the stone.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: fucking else. Man. Oh, man. But yeah, it, it does seem like one of those um, uh, series IPs where it's almost like it feels like it has almost run its course. I listened to. A podcast last week where it was just you two, um, talking about the, uh, the Mayans or the Aztecs, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That that has a lot of potential for exploration, even if it's like on the Conquistador side, for instance. Like there, I, I feel that era in terms of gaming is very underserved. But beyond that, like as Assassin's Creed specifically, what can they do that's new and fresh that hasn't really been done before? I oh, I think of the one that we said last week. I would find interesting is
2: if um, if they did go to like uh, India, China, like pick a really done part of that history. They haven't but done them this, as mainline, but they've done them. But they, have, they haven't done them as mainline. And there's so much history, like obviously in those locations as well, that people don't have any idea about. Or like I was saying to Jamie, like they're, they're going to go the dimension route. They're going to go back in time, but they're going mean, to twist. I, I, it I'll be it fair.
1: That using. was a very Jonesy answer on that one. Uh,
0: like, what about like going like uh, Tudors? Like England in like the England hundreds of years ago.
1: Maybe. But
0: then that's like... Valhalla's a bit like that, isn't it? I mean, like we said like basically slightly later than... Actually, is it later than Valhalla or earlier than Valhalla? I don't know. <laughs> later, later, I think. That's I think the weird thing that, that Valhalla yeah, taught me. Later, is like later. I, I didn't realise how long some of those like uh, <laughs> Danish and like Norwegian Swedish kings were around for. And, yeah. Like, they, 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 they,
1: they hung about. I, I'll tell you what, um, the Dutch settlers landing in the southern tip of Africa.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Close to home. You know, yeah. a little bit. I've, I've always said like South Africa would be such a baller kind of, um, at, at any period, to be honest. Probably not the apartheid period, because that, that would be a very specific kind of game, which probably you shouldn't want to be getting into. Yeah. But like with the settlers in South Africa, I think at that time, it was very much kind of like, checking out the Indigenous uh, peoples rather than, like, wiping them out. Um, but even, like, uh, if you say, like, a Far Cry in a, in a modern South African setting would be would be sick. That would be mayhem. You'd, you, like, you wouldn't be able to drive through your objective. You'd get carjacked. <laughs> <laughs> do, cool. do, you, do you think that
2: Assassin's Creed would ever do a Far Cry Primal and go, like, cave days?
1: So that's I not mean, impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible. Like, if you think, like, back to origins where you're like how can they do this this is before like the assassins and everything but they made it work although
2: it wouldn't quite work in the same way like you wouldn't be have a hidden blade just have a club (laughs) so you just have to like yeah but
1: yeah you'd
0: hide the club behind your back it's a hidden club yeah they've also done weird stuff like you think about like odyssey great game and a a lot of like uh, elements there like locations and stories rooted in history but they also were like fuck it you're gonna fight the minotaur like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and I can't even remember. I, th- I, of course, they justified the kind of the monsters quest line as a sort of a weird animus glitch kind of style thing. But yeah, they did me, the like, same in Origins, right, with the all the Egyptian gods. E- exactly, like the
1: Medusa and um, well, Medusa uh, is Greek.
0: Oh, what was it? Um...
1: So it's like Anubis and uh, Set. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, the the giant things that come out of the sand. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Odyssey, Odyssey was Med- yeah Medusa the uh, the minotaur, like the Cyclops or something like that. Cyclops. But yeah. what I was going to say was that um, like if if an Animus glitch can produce a minotaur, then an Animus glitch can produce just about anything, you know. And you can you can you can yeah. like go back to myths and legends, and, and they kind of did that with Valhalla, where like it's not a spoiler to say that Valhalla, I think even through um, dream and hallucinogenic sequences, has like very. Like de- depictions of um, Norse gods that you play as, and like um, the protagonist of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla has like a visions where they see themselves as Odin, for example. Um, yeah, and you yeah. play out those sequences, and they did a whole piece of DLC. So like they can go
1: mythical and mystical, I guess. Is one. Oh yeah. no, you know you know what they're probably going to do. They, they did this in, they did this in Syndicate, didn't they? Where one of the like glitches that you go to puts you in. In the Blitz, so they could do like World War One, World War Two, quite easily, actually. Yep.
0: If you yep. think about yeah, that's it, that's
1: true, and that would be actually quite a sick setting. Especially, I think like World War One and the trenches—that that, could that be would actually be really
2: cool. That would be yeah. an interesting way for them to go.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, more, yeah, more up to date. <sighs> especially, oh, especially if you tied it like, No, World War Two. Come on, man! Like fighting Hitler as an assassin, or like trying to take out, you know, Nazis and stuff, would be an interesting way to go for sure.
1: Yeah, if they do it like the whole Inglorious Bastards kind of route. That could be cool. That could be actually uh, really cool. And
0: you know what glorious bosses has that has, makes a whole lot of sense? Is they've basically got a hidden blade gun, remember? They've got yeah. a thing
1: he puts on his wrist where
0: when it makes contact, a bullet comes out. Yeah. So that could be like a modernization of the hidden blade as it's a hidden gun. It works, the set, functions the same way. Anyway, rife with Assassin's Creed speculation for the second week in a row, you lucky motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> one thing that is cool about Assassin's Creed Valhalla is, of course, you get to do a bit of player customization, and I'm not just talking about choosing whether you want to be a male Ivor or a female Ivor, but, you know, you can do some hair customization, some beard customization, <laughs> even some tattoo customization. I was wondering, Ooh. do either of you two have any ink to no, speak of?
1: No, I'm inkless. I'm ink-free since 83, even though I was born in 84. <laughs> I, I know, well, Jamie, you've got that tramp stamp. um Oh of yeah, course,
0: yeah. I, it's one of those things I can't show on camera because it's it's too close to other things that I can't. We get demonetized, and yeah. it's a whole thing. It's,
1: it's literally tattoos of two cocks
0: touching tips. Yeah, exactly. And on they they meet just at the top of my crack, as though to say, like it's like a, a target saying, "Hey, come here, come here."
1: <laughs> um,
0: that's what Trump, uh, Chris. Don't pretend. Don't pretend you haven't seen it uh... and and used it as a guide before. Um, <laughs> But ink-free, <laughs> though you both may be, obviously I have to exclude myself from that. What would it take to convince either of you to to get inked up for the first time? Then, oh, uh, it would have to be some
2: kind of monetary reward. A monetary yeah, I'm, reward, okay. I'm, I'm
1: with I'm with Jonesy, it's, it's swinging me them dollar bucks, okay. and I'm there. Yeah. I can't offer you a monetary reward, but I can
0: maybe offer you something else, something that's worth gr- more than any monetary reward. Gold. What if I were to tell you? that if you (laughs) were willing to get no gold what if i were to tell you that if you were willing to get a diablo tattoo a free diablo tattoo at that (laughs) that i could offer you access to the diablo 4 beta and a digital copy of the game in return do we have a
1: deal wow totally worth it um is this this
2: open is this open to just any number of people
0: I'll get to that.
1: I'm asking if you'll do it
0: because I'm I'm am fishing for content ideas here now. <laughs> but you know, the the thing is, it's going to be so small, a ta- like a How crappy small tattoo?
2: tattoo. Because big tattoos are really expensive. You're Good probably big right. tattoos actually. Are really expensive. Yeah, I think they cost they, like hundreds
1: of pounds and they take ages. I think they've literally uh, called it flash tattoos or something. I I'm I'm not a tattoo person. I'm not into ink, so I don't know if I've got the terminology wrong or whatever. But I, I would imagine when they say flash tattoos, it's just like, yeah, it's a quick fucking thing. Do you know what? No, but for Diablo 4, no.
2: no I don't care. Well, what game would it. you
1: do it for then, Jonesy?
2: Uh, okay, if I could get like uh, the Leviathan axe tattoo and I have, and got a free copy of God of War Ragnarok, I'd probably do it for that.
0: I mean, the I axe don't I, pretty cool. I don't know if I'd do it just for a free copy. Like a guess, small but... tattoo, like a
1: little one,
2: not like
0: a
1: big one. Oh, sure. let's, kit- let's say like an inch. Wide co- one girth. by one, yeah, like a one by one.
2: Oh, that's that's quite big, isn't it? I mean, it's not really. I mean, that's that's like Maybe. What, what if Maybe. you
1: had
0: what if you had one by one versions of each of the blades of chaos on your nipples and then the chains from the <laughs> ran to the center of the chest and ran down the middle.
2: Well, of your actually, stomach? and
0: they were I actually had the piercing as
2: well, so it was like the chain and a piercing yeah. as well. To and then the, yeah.
1: and the chain goes down, like Jamie says, but then attached to the chain right by your, your like your pledgy bit uh, is the leviathan axe which is then tattooed on your cock.
0: Uh I mean. Yes. See we finally found Jersey's limit. Um I like it. for anyone wondering by the way, this wasn't just a weird attempt to find out what it would take to get the the boys to ink up. <laughs> this is actually a genuine offer that Blizzard are um are are shopping around the world. Um it's called Blizzard's Diablo Hell Ink Takeover and it's actually gonna it's a real thing beginning in Los Angeles Uh, On Saturday, continuing until the 10th of December, September, excuse me, it is also touring around the world as part of a campaign across North America, Europe and Australia where pop-ups are going to open for a day each. For example, anyone listening in the UK, you can get this done at London's Noir Inc. studio on the 13th of August from obviously it's only there for a day. There are plenty of nutters who are probably going to rock up and do this because they're both adventurous and adrenaline junkies um, and also because they want a copy of the game. But it is. A real thing, like, you can go to a tattoo studio and get a free Diablo tattoo and get a free copy of the game in return, presumably because you then become a walking piece of marketing
1: for yeah. them. <laughs> I, 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 and I you keep is... showing people, like, look, I've got this tattoo. Yeah, I think this is pretty clever. I, I'm, i you know, I will not lie. And, and I think the people who are probably going to be most enticed by this probably have, like, Tattoo sleeves and shit like that anyway. And it's just kind of like, right. oh, yeah, here between the cherub's asshole and this tattoo that says mum and this tattoo of Calvin uh, <laughs> peeing on Hobbes. Like, yeah, just pop it there. And be like, all right, what does he care? And then he gets a free copy of the game. Like, fair play. Yeah. yeah, You're not wrong. And if it's not, like,
0: ridiculously massive and stuff, yeah, fair fair enough. It's probably, yeah. yeah. It's tricky for us three because we've all got virgin skin. And it's like, do we really want <laughs> to? um skin. Do we really and want then, to but, taint it with a Diablo tattoo?
2: And people will go, oh, what's your tattoo? Like, you've only got one. What's that tattoo on me? Like, oh, it's this game, Diablo. i got it for free. Like, Is the game good?
0: No, not really. Oh, this is the problem, right? Like, fucking Blizzard's track record. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's true. Actually, and also now reading the website, it's, uh, it's actually not that subtle. It is a five-by-five-inch portrait of Rod Ferguson's face. <laughs> Wow! Don't do it. I'm so being serious
1: for saying that. I was like, seriously, it's a five by five. It's fucking mad. Um, No, but I I, like I've seen the designs. Um, some of them are relatively shit. Some of them are like would fit in on people's sleeves. Like one of them is just like a spider. It's like like a black widow spider. Yeah, you could uh, you could be like yeah.
0: at At which point, and I guess this kind of makes sense given you know Blizzard and the size of the company and the how public they are, and I mean like this isn't really this isn't a big uh, extreme like marketing push into getting people to get freaky tattoos that they'll regret this is like a this is a gimmick this is a stunt that raises awareness for the game because people are talking about this event happening not because people are talking about the tattoos or the nature of the tattoos or the design or the size this is just literally what we are doing right now is what they what they set this event up for is people talking about this and then subsequently talking about
1: Diablo 4. Jokes <laughs> on not... them though, Jamie, because our audience is only like 100 strong. So fuck them.
0: Yeah. And hey, if, if you're listening to this or watching this as one of those 100 people and you decide that you're going to go and get some Diablo ink, then I'd actually be curious to hear from you. That's like, I'm going to give you a That's a 100% a comment of the week winner. If you write in having got a Diablo tattoo. But but that's like my, why that's stop my there? Reaction. How about
1: this? How about this? I and and I'm going to have to limit this, okay, to maybe two people. I will buy people a copy of Diablo Four, okay, if they get oh. a Super Show or an ATG tattoo. I'm, I'm not well, even joking. Do you
2: know what do Would know you know you know you know be a bad idea getting the Super Show like game with the S from Super and the S from show. Don't do that. Don't no that yeah, like the cool thing. Like
1: like Super Show, like our logo, Super Show. Or um, or the ATG triangle. You get any of those uh, to two people, first come, first serve, I will buy you a copy of I mean that's Report. a pretty good offer. No that I because I, cool. I, I, I think that's pretty fucking cool. I I, 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 bet, I bet no one will take me up on it. So, I feel safe. Oh, but I, I don't know that there might know, be one or, two, our, uh... one or two freaks out there. They'll be like, no, yeah, I'll n- do it.
2: Knowing our audience, I reckon you might have,
1: I bet you'll have at least two people that offer Well, the it. funny thing <laughs> is, as, as Jamie alluded to, tattoos are quite expensive. So, probably spent yeah. more on the tattoos <laughs> Also, than the like, game is worth.
0: Well. This going into this creepy territory where like, something about Chris referring to our like fans as freaks and imploring them to get tattoos kind of gave me
1: Marilyn Manson vibes. <laughs> and now I'm kind of
0: like, <laughs> I'm not so hot on the idea.
1: Hey, I I, I didn't mean it uh, like. Disparagingly, okay? yeah, yeah, if, if all... any one of, if
0: anyone of my freaks wants to get my face <laughs> tattooed in their ass, this,
1: I'm, I'm gonna get in like this and say, We're all freaks here. No, okay, yeah, I
0: they like it. Very maggots. Good. Who are the maggots? Slip not have the maggots, right? Well, yeah, we've got the freaks. I'm, a, um, I'm just
2: having a look at the tattoos that I, I just want the, the juggalos.
0: I mean, yeah, they are the... committed, they would definitely get a tattoo.
2: Do you know what? The, 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 the Diablo tattoos that you can get on that, they're not that bad. I'd have one of them. <laughs> God, not I for Diablo, but...
1: Yeah, I think the ones that are not representative of Diablo, but that are just like Diablo-esque, I think those are the ones that work. So you're talking about like the, the helmet or the spider or something like that. You're like, yeah, that'll work. But like the fucking logos yeah. or the no, icons yeah. from Diablo 2, like, nah, get out.
2: I might have the bear paw in the to write and the diamond. If I was going to pick
0: one.
1: Sure. Go for it. Yeah.
0: and you, you, I'll buy you, you, you a copy
1: of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty easy to explain away or to hide. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, curious to know how that goes. And then, like I said, if by some miracle you end up getting either a Diablo 4 tattoo or you take up Chris's offer, then please, <laughs> please do let us know. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, let let
1: me make it a little bit more whatever. enticing then, okay? Okay. Uh, any seventy dollars game, including The Last of Us Part One.
2: Oh, wow. wow! And what they got to do? They've got to get a Super Show or an ATG tattoo.
1: Yeah, what's the? Is there a minimum size? Um, a, a minimum one by one. Like, I'm not trying. I'm not here to ruin people's lives and say so they have to get it like tattooed on their forehead. One anything, foot like.
2: by one foot. I've got
0: a weird but feeling on the back.
1: that someone will do this. I have, I, I'm earmarking someone who
0: might try it. Because it's exactly the, the case study that you put out earlier, Chris. It's someone who's already super tattered up, like maybe has like full sleeves and lots of other pieces, who maybe just has like a tiny gap that you filled. And they're looking at the ATG logo. is like, I could get like, I could spend 40 quid getting a small yeah. triangle tattooed in that gap. And Chris will buy me a 70
1: pound game. And, and you know what? That's, that's what I'm here for, to provide that service of filling in the gaps in that person's life With the Super Show,
0: just don't get SS tattooed on you, Um, and also don't be surprised if the next time Chris is hosting, he spends uh, forty to seventy minutes talking about how
1: great the patron is and why everyone should. um, should, uh, I will even put it this way: is if if you're interested in a a, a new Super Show logo that I've been tinkering with for multiple months now. Uh, even though we may not land up using it, but if you want to use that, then hit me up in the DMs, and I'll I'll share it with you. And you could be like, "Oh, I got this one," just like an abstract kind of take on things. I, I'll be done world with that premier. as well. <laughs> you know, with the world, you could be the world premiere. Maybe that's how we start off the the launch of our new logos. Like, look look at this guy; he, he's got it on his ass. You know what? Like. <laughs> As, as, a, as an individual
0: who's uh, going through a rebranding process and a branding uplift process at work, that would be such a cool way to unveil a new logo. Is like, yeah, not only did we come up with a new logo, but we're debuting it on this guy's ass. Take yeah. your trousers off. Take them off. <laughs> take, Point take, to the logo. Like when, um... Give it
1: a big slap. Put in a, a pig sound effect. Uh, play the intro music. And, and you're into the, the the new podcast. It's like when Peter Moore did the GTA
0: 4 tattoo thing and rolled, let's slid, slid say, sleeve up. He had the G- yeah, exactly. It's a very it's, a, it's a cool move and a clearly an OG game move. Um, Lads, <laughs> in in somewhat like unorthodox, but hopefully not kind of an awkward way to um, to move from one step of the podcast to the next. Do you want to do another news story, or do you think we've uh, filled our quota? I'm just asking because I'm a conscientious, host. I'm a conscientious host, you know. Like
1: I want to go where you guys take me. Go on, Jonesy. Because the thing is, if I say anything, then it's like, oh, Chris is always being this or that. So go on. <laughs> you make the you make the choice, mate. It's it's all on you, Jonesy. You got the. You, I I've handed you the sword of
0: power. I I I think we're at. I think we've just hit two hours. I think it's
2: about perfect.
0: Oh fucking thank God! There we go. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. You, this. Podcast is officially Why drag it out? Uh, this podcast is officially 15 to 20 minutes shorter than it could have been. And if you have any <laughs> thoughts about that, it's all I because of Alex Jones. To direct
1: it to our very own Alex Jones. But yeah, Clay, can can remember, I just say something? Okay. I come on this podcast, I'm offering people money and fulfillment <laughs> in their lives. People come out to this podcast and Jonesy cuts them off in their prime. I'm sorry, yeah. I apologise. In fact, I, I think this week,
0: to let us know that you've made it this far and you've made it to the end of the podcast. Head down to the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, or head us up on Twitter if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast. Let us know which news story you think we would have talked about had Jonesy not ended Ooh. the podcast prematurely. And on a scale of like one to 10, how engaging and funny and charismatic and informative that sequence would have been had it not been shot down in its infancy by one of the hosts of this podcast who clearly has better things to do.
2: And if you, whoever gets it right first, Chris will hold you down and tattoo you. So.
0: Yeah, I'd yeah. love to do that.
2: Could
1: I like, honestly?
0: Don't, I'd love oh, to just, tattoo someone. Now I'm getting Girl with the dragon tattoo vibes, like
1: where she like. Oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like tattoo on your guy's foreheads like pedo. Yeah, if you, yeah,
0: you want to get tied to the bedposts and tattooed <laughs> by Chris, then uh, join this contest. I'll even wear suspenders. <sighs> I mean, that's a bonus. You don't usually only do that on weekends, so. What, yeah. a, what, a, what a joyous mo- moment that will be anyway <laughs> that's the end of this podcast thank you so much for watching and or listening whatever you've been doing remember once again if you'd like to support us you can head over to patreon.com forward slash super show you can pledge as much or as little as you'd like but a reminder once again if you want to get hot fresh new patron exclusive content like that play through the quarry the five dollar tier is there it's waiting for you it's staring you down and wondering why you're not already helping us on our journey to producing great new future content like the next episode of the super show podcast that will be right here in the same place at the same time next week. Hopefully we'll see you there, lads. Thank you so much for joining me on this wondrous adventure. We've been on audience. Thank you so much for coming along as well. And we'll see you all next time. See ya. See ya. Bye.